plots of land and the starry skies above. Don't fence me in. Let me ride through the wide open country that I love. Don't fence me in. Let me be by myself in the evening breeze. Listen to the murmur of the cottonwood trees. Send me off another bar. Cyber Monday, so so everybody's tricked into believing that this is the day that they're the sales. So why wouldn't you? I mean, obviously, I know that that people tend to be honest, I guess, at some point, but why wouldn't you? Well, it's Cyber Monday, so everybody believes that Cyber Monday is the day that everything's on sale. So it must be on sale. This must be a great deal since it's Cyber Monday. But I don't know what would present prevent like Target from just simply saying something's 15% off when it really even isn't. I don't know. I mean, you've already convinced people that sales on Cyber Monday are are sales, right? I guess, I don't know. You won't have all the uh you won't have all the catastrophic beatings and things like that though. You won't you don't get beaten when you go to when you're on Cyber Monday. And if you do get beaten on Cyber Monday, then you've got a problem. Wouldn't it be great if, if they, they had uh, people getting uh, trampled on Cyber Monday, but they were getting trampled on their computer? 
Look what I have. Some lights. Now, you guys can't look what I have if you're, if you're on the stream. But I brought in some lights to uh, decorate the studio with. And uh, I got some pretty good deals on these lights. And I'm a big light guy. And I like the light. I like the, I, I do like the LED, the, the brighter lights. But I got these. And, and once you figure out how to undo the whole the cord and everything, they light up. And then I'm going to put them on the desk here. I guess you're thinking, well, why couldn't you have done that earlier? Like, well, because then I would have had to do it earlier. See? I didn't want to have to do it earlier. Oh, they have a twist tie on here. So, <coughs> a little bit of a cold still, but um, working that off. I had, I, it, it's, it's all right. It was just like a little bit of a thing going on. Kind of lingering a little bit. You know, it's fine, though. Here. Look at these. I'm going to put these along the uh, string here. Hold on. Let me just do this real quickly. Put these along the extension cords than anybody known to man I'll have you know at my house. I have that going for me. Here, watch this. See? La, 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 la. Oh, light up, light up, light up, light up. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's do it this way. Wrap it around there. Wrap it around. You always have to layer things, you know, when you do this. Put it on your books. Put it on the books. Light that up again. How's that look? Pretty good? <coughs> that look good? Can you see them, or do the light? Do I need more lights? Can you can you, can you see them pretty well? I guess uh, it's going to be another. Th- the answer to both of those questions is yes. Yes, you can. <laughs> I've got more coming in though. I've got I've got more to to, to bring in. So gradually, uh, maybe every day I'll keep bringing them in, and we'll have uh, a different uh, kind of uh, a new addition every single day. But those look pretty good. A little a little more festive, and we'll. Uh, We'll get it going on. I, 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 yesterday probably would have been the day. Actually, Saturday might have been the day to, to go ahead and get all the de- my, my Christmas decorations up because, you know, I collect like plastic lighted Santas, vintage plastic lighted Santas. So I have like 30 of these things. No one has more plastic lighted Santas than I do. And every time someone tries to give one to me, I already have it. So I've also, I've discovered that there are, Finite molds of plastic lighted Santas. Like there's only there were only a few made, but they, they, it was probably about twenty five to thirty uh, finite molds, and everything else is just a repeat. So I've discovered that by having all these different uh, plastic lighted Santas. So I just have that, and I have of course my uh, plastic lighted manger scene, which is fun to have. And I gradually I'm, I've been building on that one, so. I believe I think I need uh, one more king. I think that I think that's that's the case, and so I I have that going for me. But I usually put it together, you know, usually around like the fifth. So my timing seems to be uh, still pretty good because it's still early, and and I've always maintained that uh, the the true Christmas season doesn't begin until Christmas anyway. But you guys have heard that speech before, so uh, do not worry your pretty little heads. Also coming up, we've got Mark Kaysen coming in. And, of course, I'm sure the Christmas lights will give him something else to be all um, upset about at some point. Uh, and uh, let's see. Oh, we got to cover the races that uh, we could see in 2020. 
and one of those races could be the uh, the race for president, and it could be a situation where we have a President Trump being challenged in the primaries by none other than you know John Kasich is back. Now keep in mind, I don't know about you guys out there. But the fact of the matter is John Kasich, Kasich really couldn't even win his own home state of Ohio. At least he didn't do very well there. And so this idea somehow that we have uh, a chance for John Kasich to become the nominee would be, of course, destructive to the party anyway, especially the party of uh, Trump, because the party right now has been strengthened considerably by President Trump's bigger tent strategy. And I will tell you that the bigger tent strategy involves involving people who are people from the working class, who are individuals who are kind of uh, didn't vote before, maybe for the past 10 years or 20 years. We found them running in uh, voting in 2016, and it was uh, incredible the numbers of people who hadn't voted in 10 years, hadn't voted in 20 years, but were inspired to vote because of the uh, fact that, that they finally had somebody who they felt was, uh, was working for them. And President Trump was just that guy. And he got a lot of people out voting who otherwise didn't vote for poor. Also got some Republicans who were interested, <clears throat> excuse me, who were interested in, in wanting to vote. When previously the people were so boring and uninspiring that they didn't really want to get out there. <clears throat> Excuse me. Couldn't really. <clears throat> Sorry. Couldn't really get out there and were having, you know, uh, just didn't have any inspiration from these guys. And so you see people like Romney and Ryan who were sleepwalking through everything. McCain was quite possibly one of the worst Republican presidential candidates we've seen in a long time. Had it not been for for, uh, Sarah Palin, uh, that that ticket would have been so horrible and and dried up. It would have been just the biggest landslide in history, aside from Ronald Reagan's one versus Walter Mondale. And I got to tell you, it was... 2016 was a great year for Republicans. So why anybody would purposely kind of um, roll things back and, and vote for a guy like John Kasich, who basically is a is a Democrat, is, is beyond me. It's just is it's it's crazy to think about, but it's true. So he goes on this week with uh, George Stephanopoulos. And actually, Stephanopoulos had a pretty crazy show because Dershowitz was on there too. And I'm sure that uh, people like Mark Cason and others were happy to hear that Dershowitz believes that the Mueller investigation is going to yield some fairly embarrassing information on President Trump. But the bottom line is, it didn't matter what the Mueller investigation came up with. It was going to be used against President Trump in some way, shape, or form. There was obviously going to be some claim made, but but this idea, but but to keep in mind, the prize was for for Donald Trump to be in jail. That was that was their big thing for impeachable offenses. So, no matter how messy the report is going to be, and I believe that Dershowitz might be onto something. There might be some folks who are from um, 
you know, who worked on the campaign and other people who just really did some bad stuff. Uh, Jared might be involved in that, that kind of thing. But unless it's jail, to me, I, I'm not I'm not the slightest bit concerned about it. If it's a criminal offense, yeah. If it's not, take a hike, go somewhere else, and and we're done. So anyway, Kasich goes on with uh, George Stephanopoulos, and they keep talking about this working across party lines thing. Working across party lines was never a concern for Obama. Obama never desired to work across party lines. When the Democrats were in control, they never had as their mission or as their quest to work across party lines. It was never part of their position. Suddenly, we have President Trump and we have a Senate run by the Republicans. And suddenly, and even before the midterms, it was a requirement somehow of President Trump to work across party lines. Suddenly, everybody was whining about how people weren't working across party lines. It's the same thing I've been telling you about before when they talk about how divisive the president is. The president's divisive because people want him to agree with them, and he doesn't. That's what the definition of divisive is, according to the news media and according to Democrats. When you don't agree with them, when you don't do what they want you to do, They will call you divisive, polarizing, whatever word you're going to choose from those, that that genre of descriptions, they'll describe that for you if you are not somebody who agrees with them. So this idea of working across party lines, why? What is achievable by working across party lines except for compromise that for the past 30 years has thrown the American worker, the American taxpayer, the American manufacturing worker and, and, and pretty much everybody else concerned about the border had thrown them under the bus. This, this bipartisan stuff is ridiculous because on its face it has screwed us for the past 30 years and you could see time and time again. I mean, hell, one of the most famous ones was, was McCain-Feingold. Oh, great, a bipartisan McCain-Feingold act. That was so anti-First Amendment, it was, it was a uh, campaign contribution limitation thing. It was so anti-Constitution and, and so against the, the free speech tenets of this country. But that's what you get with, with, with a, a bipartisan bill like that. We never got any tax reform. And when we did, it was only tax reform that benefited to a certain degree both sides. So both sides came to the table and cut a deal and eventually cut you out. So this this happens all of the time. So this idea somehow that we have to work across party lines, when to do what? We didn't have to work across party lines to revamp every single trade deal and to redo NAFTA and everything else. Well, we did to a certain degree. We did have Democrats on, on the on the ticket there who were able to, uh, to 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 ride along for the ride. But 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 my goodness gracious, this was all done without the help of some bipartisan cabal. Because they would have sat there and formulated committees and done this and done that, and we would have wound up having to you know, compromise and do this and do that. So we'd have 
elements of, of NAFTA are the trade deals. What we'd keep parts of them. I mean, it would be it would have been a mess. We got tax reform passed, truly without bipartisanship. Claire McCaskill, who talks a lot about work, who talked a lot about working across the aisle, did Claire McCaskill ever? In any way, shape, or form, did Claire McCaskill vote for the tax reform package? Of course she didn't. These people aren't concerned about working across party lines, which is why when Kasich gets out there and and asked to be coached by George Stephanopoulos on what he should be doing when he's running, hey, yeah, George Stephanopoulos, give me advice on on how to run and, 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 and what to do, will you please? That'd be great. I mean, do we want a Republican candidate like that who's just going to run and basically say everything that Hillary Clinton said about Trump supporters? These people like Casey are going to get out there and and say you're a racist if you support him. You're a bigot. You're a misogynist. You're a xenophobe. It's going to be a tough-ass morning, I can tell. I mean, I I, I thought I was doing better, but I, I, I guess I'm not. I don't know. I guess I didn't talk much over the weekend. But either way, I'll get through it. So Kasich is not our man. He's going to run as the anti-Trump, never-Trump guy. And if there are Republicans who want him, then then go ahead. Honestly, if I'm if I'm Donald Trump anyway, I'm going to be I'm going to I ought to run as into as an independent. And just turn the Republican Party into the Whigs and, and have the Republican Party just disappear altogether. If that's truly where we're at here, if that's truly the way we're going to go, then I, I say that, that Trump just runs independent and, and, and crushes people like uh, John Kasich and the rest of the Republican Party who feel that they're too good for him. I don't know. Maybe that's not a strategy. But he's on with uh, George Stephanopoulos and and – Usually what happened is these guys are always looking for somebody to cheerlead them on and and, and have them uh, uh, cheerlead on and, and get some advice from 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 people like Stephanopoulos. And it, and it winds up in a situation where uh, Kasich is, is basically being coached, and, that, and that's the sum total of it. And I'm, I'm, I'm again having trouble with the – with this website again, so I'm going to have to go to my. But but I, usually when I go to my hotspot, it works. So I'll just go to my Wi-Fi hotspot on here. <clears throat> Man, all right. Um, let's see. Yeah, let me just get this uh, going here. There we go. It's better making, mean working across party lines. You talked earlier in here about this possibility of maybe running on a bipartisan ticket, including perhaps with former Governor John Hickenlooper uh, of Colorado. Is that something that... I mean, th- and, and that's what, what they're attempting to, to look into is this idea that there'd, there'd be a Democrat and a Republican on the ticket. So, so, so is that going to be... Is, is that going to be the independence party we're going to see? And, and they're going to try to turn... Donald Trump into a in, in, into a some kind of uh, Whig party? You got to be kidding me! Truly a viable, and is that what you think Americans are looking for? 
Well, George, I, I don't know if let's just say that Donald Trump is nominated and Elizabeth Warren is nominated and you have this ocean of people who sit in the middle. Is there a legitimate opportunity for a third party bipartisan kind of ticket to be able to to score a victory or to have a profound impact on the future of American politics? That'd be something that I would talk to you about offline and get your view. Because we- Great. So now we're seeing John Kasich, who, who ran for president, getting advice from a journalist on what to do. So they're going to they're plot offline for how to take down uh, Donald Trump. That's, that's just great. That's why John Kasich is not president of the United States, nor was he even a, a nominee. Because John Kasich is too weak of a man to come up with his own ideas and his own inspirations. He's got to beg a TV news anchor to sit with him behind the scenes and, and talk about the our race. I don't know at this point. But everybody looked words, at it in the past says it's just not possible. You've seen it before. Well, there seems to have been you a know ceiling. What? You know what? No one thought a guy like Donald Trump would be elected president. No one thought we'd have electric cars. No one thought we could, you know, we could talk on phones and see the person we're talking to. Oh, my goodness. Can you imagine two years of this guy? We already went through it before. We, we had to watch John Kasich stuff pizza down his throat. And, and never close his mouth when he chewed. And bitch about this and gripe about this. He's the, he's the old get-off-my-lawn guy. And, and, and people really think that that Americans are going to gravitate towards a well, a guy who wants to be leader of the free world, who needs to talk about it offline with a with a ABC News journalist. This is a time of change, dynamic change, and you can't. John Kasich, this is a time of change. But the person who shepherded in the change, you remember, was elected in 2016 to be the shepherd of that change. You can't just suddenly have Donald Trump introduce a time of change and then say, it's a time of change. Let's get rid of Donald Trump. It doesn't make any sense. It's a time of change when everybody is kind of awakened, but they're awakened to Trumpism. They're, they're, they're not awakened to John Kasichism, to Republicanism. They're not, they're not awakened to that anymore. Believe me, there'll be a little bit of this uh, going on. I, I ha- we had some conversations over the weekend regarding Radio Free Almond 2.0. And I guarantee you, by the time January 1 comes around and we officially roll out Radio Free Almond 2.0, you're going you're gonna to see just how the Kasichs, and the Jeb Bushes, and to some degree, even some of the Marco Rubios, and the 97 Ones, they're all dinosaurs. They, they weren't there for you when you needed them to help you shepherd in the kind of conservative change and common sense policies you wanted. They didn't help you. They fought you. They, they, they didn't 
when 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 the when the corporatists took over ninety seven one, they had no interest in in sharpening ninety seven one. And, and the morning show host who who helped get Donald Trump elected in Missouri. They they, they 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 had no intention of having that to to be to become their future. That's why you have uh, people over there and and on some of these other stations who are just a bunch of John Kasichs, people who even supported the Missouri gas tax and clean Missouri and all those kinds of things. These are people who aren't helping you. So Donald, much the way Donald Trump. Is, is putting a mirror to the dinosaurs from the Republican Party and putting a, 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 a mirror to them and showing them really who they are, which is they're in the past. John Kasich is a dinosaur. He's an old-school Republicrat who, who these people all who are there now, they haven't helped this country. When, when John McCain was a senator, he'd been there for decades, right? But John McCain really didn't, didn't help this country that much. He sat there and lorded over this bipartisan openness that gave us no change at all, nothing. And, and locally here, John McCain did over. Could we depend on him to help us uh, get get more money for these uh, air refuelers that they were that, that, that these people over at Scott were flying around that are from 1968? John McCain on the House Armed Services Committee stood in 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 front of that and didn't allow that to happen. So these guys are all. It's old news. It's old stuff. I mean, hell, even Fox News is becoming old. I mean, even even Fox News is, is, with the exception of their evening programming, even they've just become more pablum. I mean, with the exception of some of the, the people on there who are uh, the, the business people and others, they've just become, you know, more more ho humism. And, and 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 in many cases, you know, President Trump gets elected, and what happens? We have all these people now fighting him. And, and it's like, wait a minute, did, don't, don't you understand what happened here? So the people like Kasich who are talking about making a run for the presidency because everybody's in the mood for change, people are in the mood for change, but but the person who changed their moods was president trump he's the one who introduced the change yes things people are in a changing mood so therefore yeah so therefore what we're going to go and 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 dig on john Kasich? crazy into i mean this is a time of change dynamic change and you can't judge tomorrow on the basis of what happened yesterday. I will tell you, though, John Kasich was more than happy to do that when he was running for president in 2016. 
because he he wasn't demanding or looking towards any kinds of cha- kind of change in the Republican Party. He wanted to keep the Republican Party the way it was. He, he wasn't he wasn't involved in any kind of change. He and, and there was very little distinguishable distinguishable between John Kasich and. And, and Jeb Bush and Marco Rubio and all the other Republicans out there, it was it was hard to, you know, Rubio's been a little more helpful on the on the border issue and everything else. So I don't want to really attack him. I think he's got some he's got some potential. But I mean, at, at some point though, John Kasich, when, when he was running in 2016, he didn't really seem to care a whole lot about about changing the Republican Party. And now suddenly he's like, dynamic change. Well, dynamic change came in with Trump. It didn't come in with John Kasich. So you can't kind of like piggyback on that and act like it's it's you. You can't judge tomorrow on the basis of what happened yesterday. So I don't know about that. Yeah, but if you if you if you, if you go with me offline here, then, then maybe of course you and I, uh, George, we can talk about all that. Can you imagine having a guy who wants to run for president on a major television show on Sunday morning, and it turns out the best he can offer is maybe to have kind of a meeting uh, back in the green room with with the anchor about what to do in the future. I mean, really, people, that's your guy. That's why the Republican Party lost all the time. That's why they lost in 2008 and, and lost what shouldn't have been a difficult loss in 2012. But that's why. Because they have uh, shiftless, rudderless, lazy, uncreative leaders like John Kasich. So other than that, good luck, John Kasich, in your endeavors. What would you do with the money if you didn't have to pay your house payment for two months, especially around the holidays? That's right. No house payment for two months. This is James Hawkins at Golden Oak Lending. Don't let money problems spoil your holidays. You can use the increased value of your home to pay off bills or get cash out. Put two months of house payments in your pocket. Visit GoldenOakLending.com or call 314-567-GOLD. NMLS 1149-37-111 West Fort Plaza, St. Louis, Missouri. Call 567-GOLD.
you know, I I had this um, I had these guys. I don't know why why it's not uh, in my list now, but I have them written down on here because I just downloaded their music because I saw them in on Friday with the Urge at the pageant and they were great. So I went in. Oh, there they are. Okay, good, fine, perfect. I, and I bought I bought a couple of their songs. I don't know which songs I saw, but uh, these guys were good. Heard of fragile porcelain mice? I, I guess they don't tour a whole lot, but and, 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 and they might have they might have broken up or something for a while. I don't know, but it's kind of it's it's really early nineties alternative. You know? But they were good, man. The uh, the lead guy is funny. I mean, they were they were a tight band Friday. The urge was great too, but this is kind of old, uh, pretty classic early '90s alternative. He, uh, the, the lead singer was funny. He gets up there and he's, uh, he's like in his bathrobe or something. It's pretty funny. I don't know why. I don't know. I get, will they kick me off of Facebook for this, you think? Yeah, I thought, I thought, I thought so, but I didn't. That's like if they're from Belleville. It's true, but but I, I just didn't know whether I not I could get away with uh, playing. I'm buying their music though. I'm buying your music, Fragile Porcelain Mice. They're pretty good though. <laughs> I don't know how. Um, I guess I, I thought it was a great lineup for them. It was it was it was a point concert. So at least there's one one radio station Entercom hasn't destroyed yet. Oh, that's right. Entercom didn't buy them. That was Hubbard. <laughs> but, it, but I guess it, eventually they will. A lot of you guys, a lot of you might not be uh, like, oh, what is this stuff? It's like really... <laughs> I... I was digging it though. Here's another one. From an album called uh, Frost Bidding. I like these guys. I'm gonna buy uh I'm gonna buy more of their music and play it because I, I was loving it. I wish I could remember what I saw what the songs I saw because most people knew.
But it was funny because he was up there in his uh, bathrobe or whatever that was he was wearing. And uh, <laughs> he, uh, he had a uh, some kind of robe on. I don't know what it was. Yeah, Mama K, they're funky for sure. They're really good. I gotta, fi- I gotta figure it out. I, but I, I was gonna, I'm gonna buy more of their, uh, more of their stuff. Yeah, Julie, he was, he was definitely like, he was in his pajamas or something, right? But he was a funny guy. I, I, I don't know whether or not. I mean, I'd even have him on the show because he, he seems like he's kind of like a. He seems like he's kind of a, uh, like a funny, witty guy. Of course, then you're like, yeah, man, come on the show. You're like, I wouldn't come on your show. It was the last show on earth. I hate right-wing whack jobs. I don't know. Or it might be one of us. Who knows? But he was funny. Julie, did you like the band? I, th- I liked them a lot. And Julie was there, too, at the, at the Urge concert. The Urge was great, as always. I mean, actually, I think they were... I think the Urge was probably as best as I've ever seen them. I've been going to that show for every year for, like, the last 10 years, practically. And I got to tell you, I think, I think that the Urge is... Was, was every bit as good as they were 10 years ago and even before that, but they were probably super tight. I mean, and compared uh, to what they've been before, they just seemed really good. And these guys were good, too. So he had his, uh, he had his pajamas on, and... Uh, I don't know. Yeah, he... He was, uh, he he had like a big stomach, you know, and I'm not I'm not saying anything. He wouldn't he, but we, we, we did, he like made a big deal about his stomach. Like you know, he'd rub his chest, and it was just, it was pretty funny. <laughs> he'd get up there, like put his leg up on the amp and show his leg, and you know, it was just it was a fun. It was it was just a good, it was a good all around vibe. I mean, the uh, the urge was really good, man. But these guys, Fragile Porcelain Mice, and I had heard about them before because I think back in the early days, you know, the point would have them on. And, and uh, so it was good to be at a, at a uh, point, uh, point concert, too. Yeah, the one boy, – boy, did you guys hit the point dodge a bullet? Lucky people. Because what was happening is that uh, – uh, Entercom, like Emmis was going to be sold. Hubbard wanted to buy Emmis. But because Hubbard, and Hubbard's a, a broadcasting company, and uh, because Hubbard was a, uh, it, they, they had too many stations apparently or whatever. So uh, Entercom wound up buying, buying, uh, ninety-seven-one and, 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 and Emmis, and then and then what happened is the point then uh, went over to, uh, so they just divided it up, and 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 I guess the the radio stations themselves 
the signals. So they bought the point. Hubbard did, and and Hubbard's a a, a great company, and uh, and then Entercom bought ninety seven one and one oh one. I don't even remember what it was. So Entercom's just subsequently just destroying ninety seven one, and and the point is thriving thanks to Hubbard, but. Uh, good, good for the point because they're they've always been good people over there and um, and are and are nice guys and and uh, Riz is a great guy and all those other folks so they are uh, great. Chad Hansen, hi, welcome to the program, buddy. Chad Hansen, who is the son of the late great amazing uh, Jeff Hansen, and and Chad, thanks for giving me this opportunity uh, to now uh, say again how much I appreciated the work you guys did on my house, uh, and I was just thinking about you again today because now with the weather we had over the weekend, you guys are noticing that there are some sticks and things like that winding up on your lawn because it was a blustery weekend. And uh, now would be the time to go ahead and get some deadwooding and some pruning done and that kind of thing uh, with Hanson's Tree Service. And Jeff has done a great job uh, building the the tree service and Chad in Jeff's absence has done a fantastic job uh, keeping up the tradition of great service, uh, impeccable de- detail, uh, great pricing. They clean up after they're done and they're ready to rock and roll and, and they and they get the job done for you. Uh, and Chad, thank you. Uh, best holiday wishes to you and your family. We continue to miss your uh, amazing uh, father, Jeff. Uh, but we know that you guys are are doing well now, uh, and 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 have been. I know you still miss him, but you have also been um, uh, living in the great tradition of of his great name and his great reputation. So, thank you. But Hanson's Tree Service, HansonsTree dot com, and uh, is is the is the place to go. And and the Hanson's Tree Service eventually uh, we'll get more into that. But I have to um, I have to. Uh, wait a few more days before I can do much more with that per the settlement with Entercom. So I got to be a little careful about that. So um, I'll do, I'll honor. It's been frustrating having to honor things. These people don't even think twice about dishonoring, but you don't play, you don't fight dishonor with dishonor, right? You fight dishonor with honor, I guess, I think. I hope I hope it works. I hope it wins. Speaking of dishonor, look at this. None other than Mark Kaysen who's coming. <laughs> Come in here. I'm sure you're happy to hear uh, Alan Dershowitz over the weekend. It was this your was this was this soundbite on permanent replay the whole time when you were uh, uh, this weekend when when Dershowitz went on and talked about how this is going to be really bad for President Trump. In fact, let me find that really quickly here. Hang on a second here. It's not a question of being happy. What are we, why are you? Why are you whispering? I'm not. They're, okay. Yeah, it's not a question of being happy. It's a question of what I always knew and what everybody knows. Donald is in serious trouble. Why are you so low key this morning? I, no, I'm really not. You really sound like you sound like. Um... You sound uh, low energy, like Jeb Bush. No, I'm high energy, I'm recovering from a cold. But... Yeah, you know, I am. T- that's weird. You know, and plus, you know, here's the other thing. Let me tell you something. First of all, these Christmas lights, I put those up there to piss you off. Horrible. Yeah. Merry Christmas, celebrating Christ's birth, the great birth of Christ. The Jewish rabbi. Made, yeah. made a, uh, the, rabbi. The, the king of kings. The my rabbi. Friend. 
Yeah. Yeah, he was a rabbi. It's true. And in fact, let's not forget that that when he died, there was no, none of that. They made all that up after he was gone. Right. We're going to get, oh, it's actually yeah. in July. Yeah. Well, well, the North Star really wasn't a star. It was a Cosmos satellite. And by the way, that music you played this morning was horrible. <laughs> you didn't like that? Horrible. I love that. I no, love I mean, it. look. You got you to gotta, put, put that across from Roberta Flack. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. But no, but 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 I was just saying though. Over no, the I weekend, know everybody has things they like. Whatever. It was it was fun. To, it was fun to see those guys. I don't know. Maybe it's not you know, it's not six forty in the morning music. But I, I think kind of think it is. But but it, but it's but it's definitely uh, you are the music impresario. Yes. Of Radio Free Almond. Yes. So that's the end of that. Yeah. You gotta you gotta trust me on this. Yeah. So I get this stuff. I did buy this stuff. Are you? You have a little time, don't you? Little, because you were late, so I'm gonna. I'm take late. The, I can but... take the time away from you. Yeah. So I get this uh, this nasal mist stuff, and it's like, oh, really? What's it called? Uh, I don't know. Can't even read it. I mean, is it the cortisone stuff? I don't know, because the cortisone stuff is good. The the other stuff is problem. Well, they had you know, and they had all this stuff. It was at CVS, yeah. and and they and it was really uh, good. Uh, and they had all these homeopathic things, like elderberry things and stuff like that. But I just needed something to to, to help me right away. I, I just needed something that I needed. And so I got this damn nasal mist stuff. And, um, you know, of course, I just throw the box away in the trash can as I'm leaving. And I can't get the top off the thing. So I'm squirting it, and it's squirting into the top, the lid, and... You know, I'm trying to think, like, what is pot? What could possibly? How could this be co- possibly this complicated? And then I threw away the lid, so then I didn't understand the, the, everything else. So the the whatever they had in the piece of paper, and then they had the directions. And of course, I didn't know, like, then how many the how many snorts or snips or snits or sprays you had to do put in there. So then I didn't know I know that, and I can't read the back of this thing because it's too small. Yeah, way too small. So I'm just squirting away. I don't even know how many I need. I, I mean, the whole idea of a nasal mist to me is uh, is de- I've, I feel defeated yeah. using that's, a nasal mist. That's why my anyway. daughter is a pharmacist, so that I have somebody that I can ask. It's great. Oh, okay. I was about to say you were about to slip something because what does she do? Just shovel drugs. She just your tells way. me what to do. I I do whatever she says. So if you need you need a, a, a mommy's little helper, she just kind of whatever she says puts a little thing there for you. Whatever she says. Here's Dershowitz. He's yeah, he's a mess. Welcome to you both. Yeah, let me be- begin with you. Let's talk about tomorrow's uh, event. Paul Manafort appearing for a status hearing. About his sentencing, explain what it, what that means and what its significance could be. Well, the big significance is that it's Dan he, Abrams, along with the Mueller team, requested a ten day delay ten days ago until President Trump delivered his answers. Correct, but also we don't know exactly what the ten day reason was. Was it because they want to assess the extent of the cooperation with Manafort? Is it because Manafort is going to be a critical witness in a case that they haven't announced yet? That's the big question. Is is he cooperating so much? that they wanted to wait until they could make a public announcement about another indictment where Manafort might be involved. Or potentially so little that he could be indicted again. Correct. Well, I have no question that they're not thinking about using him as a witness. His credibility is shot. They Why are would trying... they strike a deal with? Well, because they want him to provide information, documentary information, self-proving information, information about events that they could then follow up. 
it would be a mistake to use Manafort or Corsi or any of these guys who have real credibility problems. Mueller's too smart for that. He's going to have to make an airtight case and relying on the credibility, if it's uncorroborated, of admitted liars is not the way to go. Well, and unfortunately, Mark, it's the only way he's going to be able to go is by is by relying on the information that is put forth by people who've already been compromised. So no, but you said compromised. They're all a bunch of criminals, and he's a criminal. It doesn't so matter. So you what take it's... all the. I mean, who who are you going to get to to tell about what Donald has done when they're all a bunch <laughs> of criminals? Well, he, he he's part of a, a, a criminal organization. I I don't know, run by Putin. I don't know. Probably, I mean, Manafort works for Putin. So, I mean, the bottom line is, is that the the person, Manafort, who has all the information, is now coughing it up, along with Michael Cohen, who knows everything about what Donald has done. And then the family is going to be indicted. A lot of talk about possible indictments today. Oh, Lord. Well, maybe. It's a rumor. But but, but here's a rumor. You know what? Listen. What was the what was the information two weeks ago? It was like, oh, there's going to be an indictment coming Tuesday. Tuesday, the indictment. It's like, listen, if there, first of all, if there are any indictments, it will be possibly of some of the lower rung operatives in a campaign. All that, Mo- and Dershowitz is an interesting guy. I tr- I, I, I think he's a credible person, by the way, and, and he actually has been in some way, shape, or form, actually very defensive of President Trump on a number of different levels. Crazily so been, to me. Well, but... of course, anybody who defends him is crazily That's to right. you. But, 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 but here's the thing. Uh, what, what he has managed to establish, though, is that somehow this is going to be a bad report politically for President Trump. But the reality is, in my opinion, what it's going to show is that President Trump was just like Freeman Bosley when he became mayor of the city of St. Louis – he trusted people he shouldn't have trusted. He had too many people who were buddies or too many people who were uh, known to buddies working on the campaign and doing stuff. And these guys were just a bunch of hacks. I, I, the minute I looked at Manafort when he, when he became part of the uh, campaign, the guy, looked, the, the guy looked snaky as just by looking at the dude. So some of these people I think President Trump surrounded himself with were not – uh, the best people to surround himself with, and I think that's what it's going to show. It's not going to. It's this isn't going to blow back on on President Trump. It might blow back on his ability to choose good people around him, but it's but it's not going to. Uh, it's not going to ultimately re- result in any kind of indictment of him or or criminal matter against him. It, it just simply is not. Well. When you talk, and I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think it will, but you think it won't. Okay, we'll we'll find out. Uh, just like the election, which the Democrats won by eight and a half percent. So let's not forget that. Yeah, who cares? An absolute. You guys landslide. Under, you guys underperformed. You underperformed. Uh, underperformed a, a landslide. Okay, Ocasio Cortez doesn't even know what the three branches of government are, dude. Uh, over a hundred, over a hundred million voters, and eight and a half percent was the 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 win. For the Democratic right. it Party, it doesn't matter. Well, that's enormous. Okay. It's, it's not enormous. Okay, well, and 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 keep in mind. Look at who came in 
to the to the fold. A, a woman who you tout as the, the smartest woman on earth, who doesn't even know what the three branches of government well, she are. She does, but she, she does. She not. misspoke. Oh, and- but there was a misspeaking. She three chambers of Congress. I mean, three chambers of government. I mean, come on. When people, she sounded like dumb as a bag of hair. When people get in front of of microphones. She was cameras. on her own Twitter account. Listen, people get in front, front of microphones and cameras, and they get into to situations where they're under pressure, and they say things. Sometimes but, but they make I, I, she wasn't, the, Mark, she okay. wasn't being interviewed no. by Chris Wallace. Okay. She was on her Twitter account. No, no, I, in the middle of all kinds of other things going on. <laughs> Look, Donald, Donald does the same thing. Like loose you know, screws. How about Donald? I mean, come on. I... I mean, I don't think that there's even a comparison. I mean, did you hear Donald this week? I mean, you're worried about one little mistake that she made under pressure. But but I'm talking about, you know, here's a guy, when they ask him about science, he says, what's science? He says, it's cold out. You know, the, 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 the top scientists say, do you understand? We're not talking about the weather. We're talking about climate of the planet. He doesn't get it. He doesn't know anything. He's just ridiculous. I mean, raking leaves and all the rest. On and on. We could go from the beginning. It has never ended with him. He's got more insanity. So, you know, one little mistake that Ocasio-Cortez made in the midst of right. whatever. Okay, you, you slipped it again. Uh, once again, you slipped into rake. Actually, it's not a, it's not a minor thing that, that she didn't know. She what does the three know. branches of government were. She does and then she, know. And first she called them the three branches of Congress. Yeah. Then she said three branches of government. And it's like, come on. Yeah. She didn't even mention the judicial she branch. miss Okay, spoke. whatever. So here's the deal. I mean, John Roberts has come out attacking Donald. I mean, you're worried about Ocasio-Cortez. The chief justice of the Supreme Court is telling the president of the United States to cut it out. In, in a way that is extraordinary, never happens, but he had to do it. I mean, it's too, bad, it's too bad John Roberts and the others didn't have the balls to say something when Barack Obama reprimanded them in the middle of a State of the Union address. Say the union address. I, I didn't see any of these uh, esteemed uh, leaders like John Roberts popping up That's right. and, and, and condemning Obama, right? That's right. Why not? Oh, for a simple reason. Because what Obama did was nothing. Everybody has a right to discuss all of these things. And, and, and you know, look, Franklin Roosevelt tried to, to pack the court with his own people, which the Congress refused to, to allow. Address, address my point. I'm, no, I'm, Roberts- I'm, I'm addressing your point. It, only when the president became insane did he have to speak up. You're right. He did not do this. No one does it. Uh, I mean, obviously, uh, Ginsburg did it. She spoke against Donald, you know, and she and she apologized for it. Uh, however, uh, John Roberts said everything perfectly. Right. No. OK. I love I love Chuck Schumer, who's I don't know whether he's just stupid or what his situation is. So he goes out there and he releases a tweet that congratulates John Roberts for condemning the politicization of the Supreme Court after, right after he politicizes the Supreme Court decisions of uh, Citizens United and everything else. And it's like, wait a minute. So you're saying it's okay for you to 
criticize the Supreme Court, but not okay for President Trump to say something. It's different. I mean, it's well, here's the thing. It's it, different. I don't even know you, what, what he, you're he, right. You're when, complaining about something nobody cares about. No, no. When you start calling judges, number one, so-called judges, <laughs> right. uh, Mexicans, um, all kinds of things that he says. Uh, this is an Obama Wait, judge. Mexican. Yeah, remember the 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 judge that he said was a Mexican <laughs> right. that he couldn't he okay. couldn't allow. Oh, right, fine. you know, the, and, right. and nobody cares. Here's, no, the, no, this doesn't matter to anybody. The entire legal uh, institution of this country right. it was turned upside down over the weekend. I mean, Roberts was just the the tip tip of the what iceberg. Do you mean it was turned upside down. Oh, everybody's over the weekend. talking about this. No, they're not. Oh well, in yeah, all the legal people are. Of course they are. What, they what are can't. They, what are they, they talking are about? Outraged. Do you did you hear that Donald was thinking about getting rid of of um, Gorsuch? No, I didn't because, hear about be, that. Okay, because Gorsuch, at, at, if you recall, when Donald was talking about judges being Mexicans, Gorsuch said that it was very disheartening to hear the president speak like that. And 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 that was Don- a long and, time ago. Yeah, and and Donald said, "Can we stop this? Can we get rid of this man?" No, he yes, didn't. he did. He and then didn't. and then Gorsuch voted against him on on one of the uh, uh, immigrant cases. So look, Judge and I said all along, I I don't like the fact that Gorsuch is a conservative, but conservatives can be scholars and can be decent people. Yeah. And 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 Gorsuch is, he's a okay. You know, well, and and I'm sure. Look at you. You you're, you're now you're now I'm defending sure. the cons- the minute Gorsuch makes makes the wrong vote, you'll be all over it. You'll be no. all back and, and, and no. And uh, he's a conservative. He's going to vote. Could have babies again. He's going to vote for conservatives. Okay. Look, Roberts was extremely concerned about the way. That the president was attacking judges. Oh, stop! And, okay, no, I don't care. Roberts okay. can kiss my rear end. Okay, he's a conservative. Chief Justice Roberts. He's a conservative. What? I don't even know who. I don't even know what he is. Yeah. What's What's John Kasich? Because he's Kasich, and I heard you talking about him. What about Romney? Ro- Kasich, oh, Lord. Kasich and Romney, and the other one. Don't yeah. Don't leave Jeb Those Bush were, out. Yeah, okay, watch out, people, because this happens all the time. Jeb Bush, the, the is left coming. wing, always has their favorite Republicans. They that they'll that should tell you everything you need to know about Kasich and Romney and Bush. Is that Mark Kasich actually gives them a little bit of cred, a little bit of credibility? They're just not crazy. No, they they are crazy. They're losers. <laughs> There's nothing more crazy than than losing, as far as I'm concerned. And 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 they, these guys, John Kasich, was 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 pleading with George Stephanopoulos to meet with him offline to talk about his candidacy. I mean, it's 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 unbelievable. Did you hear that? Yeah. Who did you hear it? Yeah. I want to know one thing: Who is going to win tomorrow? What do you mean? The woman who favors lynching. Will she be the next senator of Mississippi? She supports she lynching. lynching. And Donald is going that. to support a person Mark, who is an advocate for lynching. Mark, she didn't she did she did not favor lynching. This wasn't about her favoring lynching. She said something goofy about uh, some public hanging or something like that. She so said if what? That, she said if invited to a public hanging, <laughs> right. I would sit in the front row. Right. When you say that in Mississippi, that's trouble. Lynchings weren't public hangings. Yeah. 
Yeah, they were. No, they weren't. Okay, well, you, you know what? Okay, I, I'll tell Listen, you. The, she, do, do, do you realize that most of the time, and, and now we're getting—I can't believe I'm, I'm having to explain this. First of all, uh, there's a, a there's a there's a reason why people call things a lynching and people call things a public hanging, right? And and, and I, I I can't believe I'm having to 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 describe this to you. Lynchings were traditionally. Uh, situations where people were dragged out in the in the in the dark of night and were hung up on trees and nobody knew they were had been killed until somebody found them hanging from a tree. That's I can't believe it. L- listen to me. Yeah. Well, listen to Jamie Allman describes lynching. I can't wait until media gets a hold. Look at this right winger trying to say lynching wasn't. No, no. you're not doing but anything. Here's, wrong. But here's wait, a, wait, 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 okay. wait a second because because you you said something I, that was very I started it right. That was very very important, and 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 you said that that she talked about public hangings. Therefore, she favors lynching. That's not lynchings are not public hangings. All right, and and, and so. Uh, you guys trying to act like somehow, oh, she said this in Mississippi in a public hanging. Uh, public hangings they had in hell, they had in Massachusetts, for crying out loud. So uh, the reality is there's a difference between public hanging and a lynching. A lynching was never done publicly anyway. Yeah. You try to parse the difference no, between, somebody, difference. between somebody hanging from a rope one way or the other. I got to tell you, in Mississippi... Right, Look, but okay. The black people will be crawling to the polls tomorrow to attempt right. to 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 get SP that's, across that's, the that's, line. That's, with- that's only that's only because, as usual, liberals always trot out these horrible images and everything else. I don't know how many times I'm sure the left wing has uh, has put pictures of people strung up on trees down there uh, to try to push the vote a certain way. She sent her um, da- daughters to segregated schools, didn't she? You mean, you mean like Barack Obama did? No, no, no. She found a segregated school and sent her daughter... <laughs> To that segregated school, Barack Obama's kids went to private schools, not segregated. That's that's segregated school. Yeah, they were integrated, very, they, very they, integrated. That was well, but if, but if but the but nowadays modern segregation is a is is these hoity toity you know schools like no, the, up there and these that, hardly true. Barack Obama for uh, go to you know Vashon High did, School. Why didn't Barack Obama's kids go to public school? Well. I don't know. What's oh, well, the difference? Yeah. Well, because because uh, because if public schools aren't good enough for the Obamas, uh, then why are public schools good enough for anybody? Your kids went to private schools, yeah. and my kids went to private schools. Not the whole time. They eventually they went to Parkway, but they went early to a private school in Chesterfield. Private Catholic yeah. schools yeah, because well, I, I wanted them to have a Catholic education. And mine went to Montessori. So I'm just saying, people make different. Choices right. for different reasons. It so, so this but, that's but this, not what but, we're talking but, about. But, but, but let me ask you this: we're talking we're talking okay, about here's the segregation that the that that is has, that devalues the kids here in St. Louis at Vachon and Roosevelt and Sumner. Right. I mean, give me a break. Okay, here, here's here, okay. Let me ask you something about this segregated school thing. Now, yeah. unfortunately, I haven't been obsessed with this Mississippi. 
a Senate race because I, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not fantasizing about another Mississippi burning movie being produced down there like liberals are. They, they love this story because they love telling black people, ooh, the boogeyman's going to come and hang you if you elect so-and-so. And, just, and, and watch this video. Remember when they were spraying you with fire hoses? Well, those are coming out again if you elect so-and-so. That kind of stuff you guys have been using time and time again to try to get black people to vote for your people because all you do is that you scare them and you tell them, uh-oh, there'll be Confederate monuments. The monuments will come alive and start trotting at you in their horses and will pick you up and hang you from a tree. It's like you guys try to scare blacks all the time, and sometimes, unfortunately, it works. This is not an example. First of all, the segregated school thing. So I haven't done a whole lot of work on on this school situation, but segregated school is your definition, correct? No, I mean, it's been talked about all weekend. But, well, no, but, but much, much like you called, you, you saw no difference between saying public hanging and lynching. This, this school is not a segregated school. Oh, absolutely. Okay. And, and let me let say, me, let me, no, 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 Michelle no, no. Obama is it, is has it just, run around the country saying that segregation today is worse than ever in the history of well, the that's, United that's States. Well, because, that's because of the economic conditions created by, you know who, the economic conditions created by liberals and their liberal economic policies have created economic divisions. It's all socioeconomic. It's not racial at all. Okay. But, well, here's, but here's the deal. We'll get a chance, and this is good, because we can discuss these different issues instead of focusing on the lunacy of this man. Okay, let me. But, let me, but let me, go ahead. I want to go back to Mississippi for sure. So I want. I want to get you on this. Uh, find out more about this segregated school. So does the school just happen to be all white? Yeah, it's all white. Or, or, or is it? Is it the policy it was, of the no, school it, not I don't to know. accept it was blacks? All, it was all white. Right. So. <laughs> so you're saying a school that happens to be all white? Okay, is is segregated in a place where all the other schools are all black and devalued and given no resources. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. all. And but, that's but, every, but, but, every but you, city you said, in the United but are, States. Are there, schools that are, are there schools that are all black in the same area? Not, not by choice. Well, how do you know? Oh, come on. Well, but, but what I'm saying is though, you so, think the kids at Vashon are going there because but, but Mark, this they, happens they, all it's, the time. It's such a great opportunity for Let, them. You know what? Listen, you, you go back 25 years ago, you go to John Burroughs. There were black people at John Burroughs. John Burroughs is filled with ago. black people. I understand that, but you go back way back in the day. Yes, it was. It's socioeconomic. No, it, wasn't, it was. In fact, it wasn't until they started in fact, I, I, paving the I, way for them. There's, there's a guy down at St. Louis Public, one of the administrators down there, Stacy Clay. Right. He he was uh, a student at John Burroughs over 20 years I'm ago. I'm just saying. I'm just saying there are there are schools sometimes that are going to be all white, but 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 you but you just called them segregated. Yeah. Now segregation is a policy. Yeah. It, but that's not the policy of the school to be all white. Yeah. Well, you know what. Do they have it on their on their web page on front? No. This is a segregated school? No, but how about the – I mean, all, there were places that didn't allow Jews in. They didn't put a, a, a sign out in front and say, no Jews. Right. I mean, come well, on. Okay, well, then, you, but what I'm saying is you just call the school segregated. Yeah. Everybody's when, when, talking about it, it being segregated. What, but that doesn't make it true. Well, it is that true. Everybody's talking about it okay. being segregated. It's cra- Everybody was talking about Hillary Clinton being okay. the next president of the United States. They had a, they had a picture – they had a picture of the lady on on a website. This is just recent with all that cons- all that uh, Confederate 
stuff that she was wearing in Mississippi. Go figure. Well, exactly. There's a lot of Confederate well, stuff tell you down what, in Mississippi. It, look, it, it's certainly not going to encourage the black voters. And by the way, I see more Confederate flags in the South than I do anywhere yeah, else. Ninety percent of black voters voted for Democrats. In this last election, right. 90. Yeah. You know, Donald keeps talking about all this meaning, fabulous meaning, meaning, support meaning, he's meaning got. Apparently, they'll never learn. It's always learn. 90. Apparently, it's blacks will never 90. learn, apparently. It's always right, 90. I know, because you, uh, I know. And, and that's actually a crying shame. That's a damn shame. And, but I have to tell you, though, um, th- this idea, we'll see how this election goes. But, but, but if, if it goes south... Pardon the pun. <laughs> right. Um, the, the reality is uh, it's only going to be because you guys made stuff up against this candidate who talked about a public hanging, and, and, and which is not a lynching and never has been, and, and yet you made it into a race thing. So what, what are you going to do? Yeah, I think in Mississippi, if you do that, that's what you end up with. Um, I don't think so. I mean, yeah. I, I think, I, 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 again, you have to stretch it to, to where it, it aids you. And, and you guys have managed to do that. But the reality is there's, it's uh, a, saying public hanging is not saying lynching. Yeah. It just isn't. Well, listen. And a bro- school that's all white uh, is not segregated. It's just all white. Yeah. By the way, I'm sorry I was a little late. The highway was very unfriendly. I, I did hear you talking certainly about uh, 2.0 coming. The highway was and, unfriendly. And, yeah. And, and, and that really is exciting. And plus, you know, when we've got imagine when we've got phone calls oh, yeah, coming yeah, in and, yeah. and 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 all the other people that we're able to bring to the table here. I mean, I, no, I'm really excited. I know that 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 you've worked so hard on this, and and you know, I've talked to so many people about what you're doing up here, and uh, and everybody's enthused about what you've done, and, and I'm talking obviously to all my friends on the left. They're very enthused. This is a place where there can be a lot of of conversation going in all directions, and and everybody can be heard, and and that's that's a good thing. Well, within reason. Well, you know, uh, let's put it this way: whatever brings an audience. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 here's the deal, though, uh, and and here's here's the situation. Normal, generally, uh, I, I like. I'm not. I don't think. I think bipartisanship is overrated, and I don't think oh, there course. always needs to be some conversation about something. I heard, you know, over the weekend, Kasich talking about everybody needing to go across party lines. That was never a requirement when Barack Obama was president. He didn't care about going across party lines. I have my pen and my phone. I don't need uh, elections have consequences. It's like, yeah, yeah, it, they do. And and so Obama was always talking about how I'm, I'm, I'm the winner. I. I'm the winner of the presidency. Who, who? I, I don't need to listen to. You know, that's what he would but, do. But all he was the time. he was timid. I wasn't. I didn't like Obama. I never. Did. I mean, I like him personally, but I didn't like him as the president. He was very timid, and he let the Republican Party run all over him. And I'm going to say one last thing that you're going to like, and that is: Did you hear what Hillary said about migration in Europe? Yes. I mean. It it just goes to show she hasn't learned one thing. <laughs> she 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 walked all over herself saying the wrong thing. Instead she said of, the right thing. Instead but, but, of but. encouraging migrants to come <laughs> and and everywhere and to be accepted 
you know, you know, Donald's going to get women and, and children murdered at the border by by troops that that don't even want to do I, I anything. Like, I like I like Donald Trump's uh, reaction to migration, which is tear gas. Yeah. Well, and I'm saying as opposed to as opposed to uh, Angela Merkel's migration, which is come and rape our yeah. little girls. So Hillary couldn't even get it right. I mean, I hope. You know, it's just I've always thought, you know, gee, maybe she could run again and, and do it right. She can't do it right. She can't get the well, words she doesn't mean it, so out of her I, mouth I know, but, but, properly. You're, you're, you're acting. You're, what you're doing is you're here's what's here's what you guys do. You criticize her, but you really know she doesn't mean it. But you're criticizing her to give her. Uh, more attention for something she said to make her more uh, centrist, and so by you guys criticizing her, you're helping her. I don't you're want not really centrist. criticizing her. I don't want centrist. I agree with you. It is good when people on the left say what they mean. Tell the truth. Tell I li- what you're listen, for. I, I like and then, and then I like you, fighting. And then you tell what you're for. Right. I and, I do I I do not. I think people. I, I think people ought to fight for their positions. Right. And and the winner wins and the loser loses. And bipartisanship has never helped the United States of America on any level, except when it came to maybe supporting. Uh, uh, fighting terrorism or doing whatever. But when it comes to domestic policy, every time Republicans and Democrats have gotten together, we've been screwed. And it doesn't matter whether it's on tax reform, trade deals, on the economy, on coal, on regulation, uh, on, on environmental regulations. We get screwed every time. When I see a Republican and Democrat shaking hands, I head for the hills because it's bad news Almost always. Yeah. So Scares to, me, too. So, yeah, right. So that's why I think, you know, I, I, I don't want John Kasich to, to bo- go onto a ticket with a Democrat and then say this is going to be – because that party, that hasn't helped us for 35 years. That's why we didn't have tax reform. That's why we got into bad trade deals. That's why manufacturing died in this country. Uh, on down the line. And so um, I, I have no use for bipartisanship, but I do have use – for entertaining shows on Radio Free Element 2.0. So, uh, as uh, as long as uh, entertaining, you're entertaining. Yeah, it's got to be entertaining. I, mean, I, 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 you I are. I, I think people. It's it's sad sometimes. They see people who uh, who say they're gonna they they log off or don't nah, listen they anymore. Don't. They it's don't. like I don't know why you do that. It's it's my show. Why are you hurting me <laughs> by law? Why why are you hurting the platform that I'm? You know, I don't know. They say that. it, but anyway. they say it, but they want to hear it. It's like it's like watching a, a car accident. Well, people, but, you know, like to see it. Well, yeah, but but it's like watching a car accident. But you're the car accident. That's what I'm me. saying. No, okay, I'm, I'm just saying. telling you. Don't, no, don't put for, me into your. No, accident. for the for the, for the people that 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 support you, I'm a car accident. I, you know what I am? If I'm a car and you're a car, I'm the car that watches you on the side of the road after you swerved off the road because you had road rage and you swerved off the road and I drive by going, see you, dude. Yeah, but I'm the car that Bad drives. Move. That drives recklessly with, with electricity and not with with fossil fuels in order to protect our environment. I actually don't. I, I should. know you don't. I didn't. I, I should. Knew, I knew when no, you, I when should. you just said that. No, I, I knew should. You didn't do I it. I should. I should. But but there's. I drive an electric yeah. car. There, no, 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 I don't. You don't. No, I don't. There's a great article, though, in, in, in the paper this weekend. I'll, I'll, I'll try to flip it to you about how coal is is disappearing and why it must and um, coal will never disappear. Yeah, it's gone. God made it. It's all being used by by China. Anyway, 
Listen, like I say, I apologize. I got to get you know out the of God here. who gave us his lovely son. What are you talking about on Christmas Day? You, what are you talking about? That what, one. What is that? Word? He made. He made. He made what does that coal. Word mean? He made fossil fuels. Everything and he's and all and, and you know what he did? He gave us the brains to find drills to dig that stuff up and use it. Why do you keep saying he? She at least say she. Well, I mean, listen, people, reasonable people disagree about what at God least say she was. I'm not going to say she. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I don't, I don't. If people say she, that's fine. But I'm just <laughs> saying that that uh, yeah. I'm just telling you. Okay. But 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 here's the thing. Yeah. Uh, the all the natural things. It's why, uh, for instance, things like marijuana and those kinds of things. All those things were were created by God, and they can't possibly be bad for you. So, uh, coal is there. I mean, let, let me. Did, did you ever? Did you? Did, was there anything in the Bible, by the way, uh, whether it be in the Old Testament or the New, where there was some kind of forbiddance on the part of God, uh, forbiddance of of humans to to utilize the earth for their or means because how would fact, I know? In fact, I believe that actually it was it was it was stated very emphatically that we lord over all living things. I will ask the rabbis and report to you forthwith. I mean, and it, it doesn't mean that we just go out and and hang dogs from doorknobs. Right. I'm just saying let's, that, that let's we, not do that. But but I'm, I'm just saying cats, that, you know, not dogs. Bless the bless the beasts and children, you know. Yeah. But, but but here's the deal: uh, it was very, it was never. You'd think there'd be like one little thing, like now don't um, and and you, I don't know. I'm just trying to think uh, some passage in the Bible that would say like you know, he who diggeth up coal will pay a high mighty price. It's like no, uh, you'd think there'd be something in there if it were that bad. I'll check with the rabbis. I'll get back to you. Yeah, I think I think I think the earth. Was uh, was was is is ours, and 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 we are we are supposed to be good stewards of our earth, and w- what is given to us by God. And I think uh, I think turning uh, coal into things that power and progress life for people is definitely good stewardship. I think you'll be a great steward of two point All right, brother. All See right. you later. I hope your coal gets better. Yeah. See you later. Your electric car. I drive an electric car. It's like, no, you don't. <laughs> oh, Lord. I, and it's so funny because the minute he said that, I knew that he, uh, he, he didn't. I, I knew that he, he didn't drive an electric car. It was like my, I didn't even have, my BS meter didn't have a chance to pin. It was just like automatic that there was no possible way he's driving an electric car there. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, uh, Mark mentioned Radio Free Elman RFA 2.0. And uh, I am telling you, as and, and Mark indicated, you know, Mark's going to probably have his own show on, on 2.0, Radio Free Elman 2.0. Dude, Matt, can I ask you a question? Do you mind? Can you bring me in a paper towel or something so I can blow my friggin' nose? Lord have mercy. And this sh- shit that I put in my, up my nose doesn't work, this nasal mist stuff. Should know better. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cuss. But seriously, it's like uh, I go out to, to get the mist. I'm probably not. I can't read the directions because I can't see it. Can't find my glasses either. Let me just see something here. Grab these glasses. Thanks. There you go. Just some extra. 
thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's not Matt's job to do that kind of stuff, but but I appreciate you doing it. It's not you know. I feel bad to ask Matt to get bring me tissue paper. I should come in and have my tissue papers ready, but I didn't. Let's see what happens. Here I'd be interested in five letters. Five letters. You guys like my Christmas lights, by the way? Yeah. No, it's not, not shame. I just didn't, you know, I didn't want people having to get, get my stuff. So I'm, now I'm curious. I'll go ahead and read the directions to this thing because um, I normally don't get sick either. I was so proud of myself for not getting I was even doing that CBD oil and everything. It's just, you know, after a while, the uh, it just gets you, you know. I know the lavender oil. I get it. Somebody gave me some things called something called thieves. Use that. Let me see. I'd be curious now with the direct. And this is still too small for me to really see. Um, okay. Uh, honestly, people, how is it? How is it possible that anybody can read this? Uh, let's see. Uh, directions. Squeeze, can I get it? Get it. Adults uh, six to under twelve years of age. Student to each nose. Two or three sprays into each nose. Uh, not more often than every ten to twelve hours. Well, this stuff doesn't work. Whatever this is, it's the uh, it's. I, I of course on for I bought the uh, store brand. I bought the CVS brand stuff. Should never have done that. I always, I always go in whenever I go in, and I get uh, medics, medicine. I just go in and I buy the most expensive medicine there is. I just buy whatever is most expensive. I get. So, uh, although they did have these lavender, these uh, elderberry things, they were like thirty five bucks. I was like, nah, I'm not gonna get that. But still, I usually go directly to the to the to the aisle, and, and if there's cold medicine, I buy. The most expensive cold medicine, and that fits, that will always work every single time. You go cheap, and you buy this little store brand things. Nothing ever, you know. If you're gonna get like it's like it's like people who buy, you know, um, IGA, like it's, or who buy Hydrox cookies. Like, why are you buying Hydrox when you could get the real thing with Oreo? Why buy Hydrox? Hydrox cookies. It's like, does Hydrox still make cookies, by the way? Because my opinion is, it, why would you buy Hydrox when you can buy Oreo cookies? Because you're just like saving like 20, 20 cents or something. So the only beef I had with my mom is that my mom would always do that stuff. She'd always buy like this, you know. Uh, uh, let's see. Sandwich cookies debut in 1908. Uh Manufactured by Sunshine Brands. Um, oh, okay. Okay, so compared to Oreos, see, some people like the, uh, the uh, you're, you know what, Margaret? You're actually, you're pretty much right. I believe Margaret kind of has the, maybe the key to all this is drinking plenty of fluids. I think that's, I think that's what, I think that's the key generally is to, and I haven't, I haven't done that, Um 
Yeah. And Ben's like, take a pic. I've done that before. I've taken a picture of stuff and just blown it up. <laughs> I know. And Scotty, I was just about to tell you, Hydrox actually, that was, that was the, um, Hydrox is a, is a great story about branding uh, to some degree. And I'm not going to tell you the chicken story again, I guarantee you. But it's about branding because Hydrox came up with the, uh, with the, with the, uh, the cookie, but they were the original Oreo. Like Oreo came later. So Hydrox came out in 1908, and then uh, the Oreo came out in 1912. But at that time, Hydrox came out, and of course, uh, first of all, it's a horrible name for a cookie, to tell you the truth, if you want to get right down to it. And I really, and I re- <laughs> Todd's like, bourbon is a fluid. <laughs> it's true, Todd, bourbon is a fluid, dude. I know. I'm <laughs> oh, man. I got to get, I got I love you guys, but uh, appreciate your, your comments on that. But yeah, it is a fluid, my friend. And Margaret's, especially orange juice. Yes, orange juice actually, I think, is the key too. All right, let me just, hold on. So, uh, Hydrox, yes, yeah, Scotty, you know, yeah, when people smoked on airplanes. So, we had Hydrox, uh, it was uh, debuted in 1908, and uh, Sunshine was the one that made that. And then the Oreo cookie came in 1912. They say it was inspired by the Hydrox cookie. Yeah, that's one way to put it. Oreo basically just looked at the Hydrox thing and was like, we can make that much better. Let's do it. Because Hydrox have a tangy, less sweet filling and a crunchier cookie that gets less soggy in milk. Well, why do you want a cookie that gets less soggy in milk? And, and why do you want a less sweeter filling on a cookie? So Hydrox had the problem as, I know, George, we're going to make a cookie that doesn't taste as sweet. It's like, yeah, go with that. And then Oreo comes along later. It's like going, dudes, they made a cookie that isn't sweet. And so the Oreo guy's like, yeah, man, this should be easy. And guess what? It was. (laughs) People still buy, I guess people still buy Hydrox, but Hydrox is a terrible name for a cookie. I mean, Lord, it sounds like it's it sounds like it's a uh, it's a dishwashing liquid. But anyway, that's what happened, and so they came along and and took over the uh, the whole grocery store there. And so uh, that's just, hey, listen, man. If if you if you can make a better whatever it is, then go ahead and do it. Okay. And then one quick thing, and then I'll get to the news of the day because I know you're not here to listen to about about branding. I get all that, but I love talking about this stuff. But if, if I love talking about this stuff, I should, I should probably talk about it uh, to someone uh, who's not here to hear about what the hell is going on around the world. Uh, so maybe we could – maybe I, I'll be like John Kasich. Maybe we could have a conversation offline about the Hydrox cookie. How's that sound, George? Maybe we'll go – we'll have a conversation. You and I can have a conversation offline about my candidacy if you don't mind there, George. You want to have a conversation offline about that, George? About my candidacy? ...impact on the future of American politics. That'd be something that I would talk to you about offline and get your view because we don't know at this point. But yeah, well, we'll, go, we'll go talk about Hydrox cookies offline, George Stephanopoulos. You and I can talk about making a new cookie. How does that sound? Because Donald Trump's a racist. 
They had a misogynist and a xenophobic impact on the future of American politics. That'd be something that I would talk to you about offline and get your view. That's real leadership there, Buzzcut. Thanks a lot. Listen, I want to be the leader of the free world. So if you don't mind, I'm going to talk to you offline and get your advice about that. It's like, what? Yeah, I want to be the I want to be the next president of the United States, George Stephanopoulos. And I know you're an ABC News anchor, but I'm going to talk to you offline about all that stuff. If you don't mind? Yeah, we'll vote for you in in one second flat, there, old man. Sure, great, fantastic, Lord. So anyway, where was I? Oh, so there's a uh, there's a uh, there's a business in town here. I th- I think they might still be here. I'm sure they are. I did a story about them once, and they do um, – um, what happened? Is it is – it, oh, there we go. Interrupted. We have, we have an issues with the internet here, dudes? Because – oh, okay. Well, because first of all, my computer didn't work. I had to go on my, my, cell, my phone hotspot, and it, our broadcast keeps getting interrupted. So – I don't know what the deal is. It just seems to be a common thread. But anyway, so there's a group here. I, 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 can't, I can't remember the name of it. Maybe you guys know. But I did a story about them because I was fascinated about this business here in town. And, um, and, and the, uh, the, they, what they do is they make, uh, a, they make flavors. So they, they go in and they'll make artificial flavors, natural flavors, and those kinds of things. And, and there really actually is a, a when, they, when they talk about natural flavors and artificial flavors, because a long time ago, uh, well, we, well we, there's no question you've been in here a couple of times with the broadcast being interrupted. So, so it, is, it is being interrupted. There's zero question about that. Because we've had to mess with it. So I'm just wondering whether or not it might be our internet or whatever, but it doesn't matter. But I, I'm just trying to figure it out. Sometimes it, it works uh, beautifully, and we have no problems at all. And other times it's uh, weird. But anyway, uh, so they, they do uh, uh, flavor reproduction. So there are, like, people will go, like, there were, there, I did a story about a group of individuals uh, from South America or something who bought, uh, just a packet of some of these ices from a local grocery store, and they were like those little, those little um, icy, you know, those things you, you know, those things you you, you uh, put in your you know the freezer, and they're just like little icicles, ice popsicles, and uh, yeah, and, and so uh, they they bought this, and they 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 brought it to these, and I called it like kind of these uh, gorilla flavor people, the gorilla branding people. I brought this there. Well, Emily, yeah, they're, they're not pop, they weren't popsicles, but they're in the plastic sheath, whatever that thing is. Emily's like, you mean popsicles, dummy? I'm like, no, I meant the uh, the ices that were the. They're in those plastic. I think they're called ices, as a matter of fact. Anyway, they bought some of these ices, and they and they uh, uh, they they brought them to this branding outfit. I think they're in North County this place and uh they they brought the ices there and so the branding p and they wanted to make them and 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 present them to the people in south america as well under a different name or whatever but they wanted to make these they couldn't just you know repackage them they wanted to make the same flavor like flavor ice right julie 
So they went, they went to this company, and the company said, well, we actually can make them better. And these people are like, no, we want you to make them exactly like this. And so they had these things uh, called the mass spec- spectrometer. The mass spectrometer. Tell me if this company's still here, because and they and they and they do all the flavorings or most of the flavorings you see in the country. So, for instance, they will take a, um, a, a, a they'll take an apple, and, and they will and they will take one of those little um, you know bowls. They'll take an apple and they'll crunch and they'll and they'll smush up the apple and and put it into like a little bit of a like a mush. And they put the apple bits into the mass spectrometer, and the mass spectrometer comes up with all of the chemical components of that smushed up apple. And so, so, so uh, it's crazy. So, so the apple actually is made up of chemical components, and as long as they have all those chemicals, they actually can make the apple flavor. So that that's where you come up with uh, that's where you come up with uh, an artificial flavor is they use the actual chemical compounds of a of a particular thing that they've been able to deduce in a mass spectrometer, and then and then just have all the chemical compounds and as long as they have the chemical compounds in their cupboards they'll make you an apple flavor. Now, a natural flavor is kind of like when they actually add the actual apple to it and then, you know, uh, um, and, and, and then the rest of it's chemical. So they have a little bit of that and the rest of it will chemi- is, a, is a chemical. So generally, that's, and that's, that's, that's how they do that. And so the mass spectrometer they'll use for the icy, they'll just put the whole damn icy in there. Without the lid on, without the cover on, obviously, take that and they'll find all the chemical components of that icy and how they made it, and they'll just make another one exactly like it, and it can be called, you know, Bombaleo down there in South America, and and they're selling Bombaleo, and it's, mm, this tastes like an icy. Well, it kind of is. It's just the chemical compounds of it. And this company is right here in St. Louis. I wonder if they're still around. If you guys know anything about them, let me know. But I, I did a whole story on them when I was at Channel 4. And it's called the Mass Spectrometer. So you could crush up a, you could crush up an orange. They crushed up an orange. put It in. It looked like a microwave oven, as a matter of fact. Uh, they just put it in this thing, close the door, and you're like... And they get a printout. And it's all the chemical compounds of 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 the orange flavor, uh, and boom! It's and they just as long as they have the chemicals hanging around, they'll make you an orange flavor. It's amazing. I love that kind of stuff. But they didn't have that back in 1912 when the Oreo guys were like, "Dudes, these guys made a hydrox cookie, and they're bragging about the fact that the inside." is not as sweet as maybe a normal cookie might be. So you know what we ought to do, guys? And they're sitting around the Oreo boardroom going, well, that's, this ought to be pretty easy. We don't need 10 people to figure this out, but we'll go ahead and do it anyway. Let's make a cookie that's sweet. How does that sound? And call it the Oreo. And then uh, we'll put Hydrox out of business. Well, they really didn't put Hydrox out of business because there's always an appetite for something like that. So they, 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 then they bought Hydrox. 
Uh, then they then they they put the Oreo on the mar- on the marketplace, and Oreo took off like crazy. That's the story of Hydrox and Oreo uh, and everything else. Is it sentient? Okay, might be the name. They might. I, I don't remember that being the name of it, but the, but it might be it. It might be a different. But man, that was a that was an amazing place. You go there and 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 you and you see. Uh, okay, sentient, sentient. Okay, sentient technology, something like that. Maybe it is. You go to that place. It's almost like you have uh, gone into uh, some kind of space age joint because all the secrets of everything, ingredients and everything else, and ketchup, the flavoring of all that stuff is right there in 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 the. Uh, that's where they come up with all these crazy ass flavors and brands and you know and different kinds of things and they experiment there and. It's crazy. Uh, I'll, I'll have to do uh, another story on that sometime when I get back into TV. But yeah. Anyway, that's my that's the story, uh, and I'm sticking to it. All right. So uh, looks like uh, we're yeah we're back on. Okay, great. Thank you. So anyway, Dershowitz is on, uh, and we talked about this earlier, and I didn't quite get to what Der- Dershowitz was uh, exactly saying. Keep in mind, uh, Dershowitz. And again, I don't want to. I, I think Dershowitz has a certain level of, of credibility because he has been supportive of Trump in the past. But keep in mind, Dershowitz has also uh, had a lot of blowback from people because of his defense of President Trump. So you're Dershowitz, and and you are you know going back and forth and 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 you're usually on Fox News and sometimes you're defending President Trump because you're trying to be fair and balanced when you're Dershowitz and you're and you're invited back on ABC News like he was with ABC this week uh then suddenly you uh I think ultimately it's human nature you tend to want to uh ingratiate yourself to uh to the people who are watching and listening. And uh, the, we we have a situation here, I think, where Dershowitz is doing a little bit of that, which is why he became such explosive news over the weekend, because he said uh, the Mueller report will be politically devastating. If it's uncorroborated, right? And that becomes the key question. <laughs> He's is, they certainly here. might use someone like Manafort if they can back up his account with independent evidence. And as a result, he could be uh, a critical witness. And, 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 and Alan, they do seem to have been working hard to strike these deals. You mentioned Corsi. Yeah. Tom Corsi, an associate of Roger Stone, perhaps could become a witness mm-hmm. against Roger Not Stone. Not a witness. Not a witness. Well, Again, he's a guy who is a provide evidence. He's a conspiracy theorist. And, He's not going to be a witness. But if they have corroborating evidence to support his account. As a defense attorney, I love when they put on people like Corsi and Manafort. Even when it's corroborated, they're so much better off not putting on these questionable witnesses and using their information to make the case with let's Let's stipulate that. Let's just talk about the information. So we're getting information from Paul Manafort. So keep in mind, Dershowitz is pointing out that 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 there will there was there's not going to be a there is not going to be a criminal charge against President Trump as an outgrowth of this Mueller investigation. It almost seems like an impossibility. There might be some other criminal charges against people who are uh, who are uh, 
behind uh, it. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, but but there might be some other in, like low hanging fruit that is going to ultimately be charged with whatever. But as uh, but as as Dershowitz is pointing out, these people are all pretty bad people. These are not credible individuals. Manafort isn't a credible person. Corsi isn't either. Roger Stone may be a little more credible than others. But Stone has also had his share of kind of ups and downs here, uh, and 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 that's that's been a that's been a as uh, an ongoing problem for for Roger Stone. But Roger Stone doesn't have that much information anyway. Papalopoulos or whatever the hell his name is is going to jail for the next fourteen days, and Cohen has been indicted. Uh, and and uh, and and Cohen has has uh, cut a deal. All because he was going to go to jail over these damn taxi medallions, and 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 he was going to go to jail over over the over the the uh, uh, the taxi medallion. So he cut some kind of deal with them over something. And and what kind of credibility is that when you've got some goomba like Cohen in New York cutting a deal because he has some issue uh, with the. Uh, with the taxi medallions, because those are actually going to give him more jail time because it's it's such a corruption there with, with his exchanging these. It's fraud, basically. But when you have a situation like that and you got a guy like this, uh, you're, you're – you're not you're you, you don't, you're not going to be able to build a very good case. And Dershowitz points out here, at least when it comes to the to the criminality and the other pieces of this, Dershowitz points out that uh, as a prosecutor, you can't hang a case on jailbirds. You just can't do it. You got to have something more. Obviously, people have gone to jail and have gone to prison because of uh, of. Uh, jailbirds or, or or other criminals, but you're not going to be able to send a president to jail or whatever it is based on the testimony of all of these low-level hacks, Cohen being one of them. And yeah, well, he goes, yeah, but Cohen was his attorney. He trusted. I, I understand that, but come on. I mean, I love my attorneys. They're, they're fantastic people. Uh, and, and but but you don't really know everything there is to know about your attorney. You know, you don't know. I mean, I I have a lot of people who I know are attorneys, and I trust them, and they're good people. But you don't really know everything there is to know about an attorney. I mean, just because they're a, they're your attorney, uh, and and yeah, generally that that could make that could be a reflection on you if you choose you know a bad one, I guess. But how do you know? You don't really know. You can't say an attorney's a reflection of the personality of the people they're representing or whatever. I mean, it's just it's, it's ridiculous on its face to, to claim that Cohen somehow is is uh, is an extension of President Trump and Trump Trump should have known better and Trump trusted him. I mean, a lot of people we trust who aren't trustworthy, but we just don't know it. Information, perhaps from Corsi. We already are getting information from Gates, from Cohen, from Phil. That's an awful lot of it people is. tied to the president oh. providing evidence. It is, and I think the report is going to be devastating to the president. And I know that the president's team is already working on a response to the report. And so at some point, 
When the report's made public, and that's a very hard question considering the new attorney general who has the authority to decide when and under what circumstance to make it public, it will be made public probably with a response alongside. The president will say, ah, look, it's political. There's their account and there's our account. And then the American public will have to judge but for the For you credibility. to say it's devastating is really something. Well, yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, Stephanopoulos is, is celebrating the fact that Dershowitz just said it would be de- devastating. He's got a smile on his face and everything else because he's a little punk. And he's not a real journalist. He's a Clinton hack. And so he's celebrating the uh, the statement made by Dershowitz there. He just he's he, 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 I got, I'm I'm got a freeze frame on his piddly little smile there. But the reality is it, it's not it'll only be devastating to the degree that the news media and the president's opponents make it devastating. And, and 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 bear with me here on on this because here's the deal: this Mueller report is going to show what Dershowitz calls devastating. I have a different kind of uh, view of it. It's going to show basically a circus of ne'er do wells. It's going to be a Star Wars bar of a bunch of hacks who were invited into President Trump's inner circle. Uh, or, or in, into his campaign, who had no regard uh, for the president, who had, and, and in some cases even had a lack of knowledge about how things work or how things should work. And so you're going to see this grouping. Mean, look at the people already who have been brought forth. I mean, look look at the people who who uh, are already out there. Uh, and have then been also not only cast out from the president's administration, including that goofball, I even forgot her name, right? Remember the one who said she had uh, tape of the president saying the N-word? Right. Where is that tape? But, of course, it was a disaster for the president to invite this this woman into his midst from The Apprentice. Forgot her name already. I thought she was going to be, uh, I thought she was going to be major league famous with her little uh, President Trump N word tape, but that didn't really turn out to be the case, did it? Now, because she doesn't have it. By the way, where's the Cohen tape? Didn't Cohen say he had a tape of the president using the N word? Also, I don't know. Yeah, Amorosa. Thank you, Margaret. I appreciate you, dear. Yeah, Amorosa. So. Uh, whatever happened to her, but you know she's a good indication. She's a, she's another example of another freak that wound up in the president's midst because the president is not a. Uh, n- normally, the freaks that we see in these administrations are just a bunch of um, normally more well put together freaks, like uh, Susan Rice is a freak. Or Valerie Jarrett is a freak. The people in the Obama's administrations were all just as bad and as freaky and as and as mentally unstable as anybody else before them or after them. But they just they just hid it better. They were able to hide it better, first of all, with a friendly media. And also because they're just more they're just more straight straight. Down the down the pike there they're, they're they're a little bit better, you know there there are a lot of people who are really bad people who just manage to keep it together better 
you know, in government and able to keep it better together so they're not exposed. But, 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 but some of these other people aren't really well-versed in hiding their idiocy, their, 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 their loud mouths, and they, they, they can't keep it together. So, the, so that's, really the, that's really the key oftentimes is uh, learning, how to, uh, to, to, to learning how to fake it appropriately so people don't find you out. But when you're a nutcase like Amorosa and you can't handle yourself when you're cell phone taping everybody and doing all your other stuff and going crazy and, and, and you know, Trump should have known better, but he didn't. So, but think of all these people. So when Mueller's report comes out, I do believe it's going to be devastating, but it's not going to be politically devastating to Donald Trump. I'm not going anywhere. I already know that President Trump hired a bunch of clowns that didn't help him, that didn't, didn't, uh, didn't, didn't do the right thing. But, but they're just – but again, it's just another – it's going to be another um, uh, Star Wars bar is what we're going to see. Where it's just going to be another bunch of – I don't know whether you ever see the movie Freaks. That, that old uh, movie about the circus freaks, and then they had those people with those pointed heads and everything else. Remember that disturbing thing, that movie? Or, the, or people that really actually did, I don't know, like half monkey or something. They're like real people. I don't know. But, those, but that's the kind of people that, let me just go down the list. Cohen, really? Would you, I mean, would you, you, just, you can, can just look at these people. Would you trust them as far as you could throw them? And as I pointed out earlier with uh, with Kaysen, I said I I looked at Manafort the first time I ever saw him, thinking that dude looks really slimy, and and turned out he was. So anyway, uh, oftentimes you know the president is trusting, and and as you pointed out earlier, one of you I can't remember who it was. Thank you, I think it was Julie or somebody, pointed out that he, that he rewards loyalty. And so, and so he's he's going to uh, do that, and 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 uh, and sometimes it's a it's a bad thing, and sometimes people who are uh, loyal to you aren't very good people, and you just realize it later on. That's that's another truthity. So anyway, this Dershowitz thing that 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 became the news all over the place. Dershowitz was saying something that was. Uh, that was being more nice to ABC News than anything else because Dershowitz took a lot of crap for defending, but but he's being even-handed about it too. But boy, Stephanopoulos the authority loved, to decide loved it. He was already working on a response to the report. Here, and let's go back. The people is. tied to the president oh. providing evidence. It is, and I think the report is going to be devastating to the president. And I know that the president's team is already working on a response to the report. And so at some point, when the report's made public, and that's a very hard question considering the new attorney general who has the authority to decide when and under what circumstance to make it public, it will be made public probably with a response alongside. The president will say, ah, look, it's political. There's their account and there's our account, and then the American public will have to judge but for the credibility. you to say it's devastating is really something, Well, but, but, let, but let's talk about why someone like Corsi Stone. And, and, and Stephanopoulos couldn't be more giggly and, you know, short-clappy, like, like a little schoolgirl 
uh, about that whole thing, but I got news for you. It's just going to be another report about a bunch of ne'er-do-wells and circus clowns, and that's what this report's going to be. It's not, and, 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 and I will tell you that it's going to show exactly what, what happened to uh, Freeman Bosley. Back in the day, Freeman Bosley, first black mayor of St. Louis, suddenly has all his high school buddies uh, who are in his um, in his administration, and boom, we've got the midnight basketball scandal. I covered that administration. I know it doesn't pay off when you kind of get your buddies in uh, for your new administration. Uh, oftentimes, your old school buddies who you just kind of grew up with, because they they they're they're never going to actually have loyalty to uh, your longevity. They're going to have loyalty to, to themselves first. Now, listen, no, there are a lot of people who start businesses with friends, and you, you know that's that's. I mean, I'm with like with Eric and Ryan and I, you know, we're friends, but but I'm I'm. It's a different situation. Like uh, like Eric uh, doesn't have his old high school buddies all staffing Naputi Wellness. You know, I mean, he if they're good, he does. But he's got a business to run. Freeman Bosley decided that he was just going to have, you know, his buddy from high school be his chief of staff, and it didn't work out. You got a midnight basketball scandal. That's how, that's how that works. And again, when, when the Mueller thing comes out, it, it'll be used much in the same way that they're using the uh, Mississippi... Senate race candidate and her talk about a public hanging. Well, uh, they're saying, look, she defends, she loves lynching. It's like, no, uh, public hangings aren't lynchings. And it's almost like, you know, it's not even worth it to kind of try to explain how stupid that kind of comment is because they're using it to scare black people and turn this woman into a racist when everybody knows that a public hanging is not a lynching, which is why they called it a lynching instead of a public hanging, when someone was lynched. But you know what? It's hard to get that past anybody because any... Well, they well it involved a rope. So you can't say rope in Mississippi. It's like, okay. At this point, you know, you give up. Because, you know, you have nine-member panels on CNN. The rope in Mississippi, you know, has had a long-standing reputation as being dangerous to black people. So therefore, when she mentioned public hanging, it wasn't that even though it's not a really a lynching, it was a hanging, which is kind of what a lynching is, and it involved a rope in Mississippi, so therefore she's racist. Don't vote for her. I mean, that's the kind of crap that we get and, and, and that you can't overcome. Sometimes. Once the media and everybody has its message, it was like the same way with the tweet. He threatened to sexually assault that boy. It's like, no, he didn't. It's a, but, but, but it's almost like, you know, the usual suspects all take it and run with it. And the people who want to go ahead and harm you use it. And that's how it's that's that's how this is going to uh, that's how this is going to this is going to work out. So the, the report's going to come out. You're going to have. Everybody gloating over it and using it and blah, 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 blah. And it's going to mean nothing except to, you know, that President Trump's next administration in 2020 is going to be a little more buttoned up. And the people on his 2020 campaign, his, his victorious 2020 campaign, are going to be a little more uh, clean uh, than than some of the other guys. And, and that's how 
that whole thing is going to work. I mean, that's all. I mean, but but again, this is this is how we we operate in in the United States and in our media. We have um, these things that happen, and it's all going to be in the eye of the beholder. It's just and 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 the beholder happens to be the mainstream media the never-Trumpers, and the Democrats, and they basically control a lot of the messaging out there. It's the same kind of stuff. But, yeah, that whole thing down, down in, you know, and in, 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 you know, occasions like her, her kids go to segregated schools. It's like, you mean all white schools? Yeah. Uh, so, but, but segregation is like a, a policy. Like, that's, that was a policy. Like, uh, back in the day, when a Republican named Eisenhower had to go allow blacks into schools because uh, Democrats were racists and didn't want them there. Oh, you don't remember that? Oh, yeah. That was around, I think, 1954, somewhere in that realm there. Yeah. What? I always thought Republicans were racist. No. In fact, Republicans, if it weren't for the Republicans, um, there wouldn't be a Civil Rights Voting Act. The Republicans cast the deciding vote in that thing because the Democrats were racist. The KKK. But now suddenly it's uh, all turned around. But no, you 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 have you have these situations where um, back in the day there was a segregation policy. In these no blacks in these schools. So when you use the word segregated school. You gotta, you gotta mean it. It's gotta be something, you know. It's, 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 it's but, but you can't just say just because the school's all white or all black that it's segregated. That's a policy thing. That's actually you know, like a legal definition, but it doesn't stop people. I'll tell you, it doesn't stop people at all, ladies and gentlemen. We are live here in the Discovery Design Studios. Discovery Design Inc. These are the truck. Care of manufacturing guys, Rick Pogue and the rest of the gang. I think Rick's going to come in this week sometime and we're going to talk to him and play a little more uh, fragile porcelain mice for you. How does that sound? Oh, and of, and of course, and of course, uh, of course, Mark Casey didn't like these guys. I love seeing them live, they were great. Anyway, I got a couple things to tell you about my people. Let me first tell you about uh, Matthew Mitchell and the Matthew Mitchell Allstate Agency. Brandy texted me on Facebook here and said, Matthew Mitchell and the Matthew Mitchell Allstate Agency Saved me $400 a year on homeowner's insurance. $400 a year. 400 bucks a year, people. Come on. All you had to do, and I wonder if she's got a garage there she can jam in with her Stratocaster and Whammy bar. They take me off for this? There's no way they took me off for Frank Zappa. Huh? Okay, because we have we've had uh, 
We had uh, problems with this. Uh, no, we're good. Yeah, I didn't think they would take me off for uh, for Frank Zappa. Takes him a while to catch up on Frank Zappa, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I like Frank Zappa. I like I like Franz Ferdinand too. So anyway. Matthew Mitchell of Matthew Mitchell Allstate Agency, 855-QUOTE-ME, 855-QUOTE-ME. And 855-QUOTE-ME is that phone number for you to give Matt a call. And then he's going to go ahead and look at your homeowner's insurance like he did with Brandy and say, oh, come on, what, what are you paying for this for this high of a price? Why are you doing this? What, what, what? I, can, I can do so much better for you. And same way with the car insurance, same way with – your life insurance, even, he can give you some great deals. I had him look at my car and home insurance when I first met him. And he looked it over and, and he said, I can, you're paying way too high uh, premiums and high deductibles. I can, I can get you out of this uh, faster than lightning. And so he did it. And he did it for Brandy too. Four hundred dollars she saved him on his uh, on his car insurance on, on her her home insurance. Don't forget about Nutrition HQ NHQ dot rocks for all of your awesome health needs. I I I I I do do Nutrition HQ. I do the vitamin. I do everything else. Alkaline vitamins, everything else, but I guess that didn't prevent me from getting a cold because nothing does really in the end. You can wash your hands or do whatever, but people running around sick touching you. It's like, don't touch me. NHQ.rocks. They have the winoline for the guys who keep you trim, fat burner, everything else. And then the Varilla Tap, which is a test boost for you guys. And they have the opposite direction going for women. Lady Lean, and then, of course, the uh, Hormone Health for Ladies as well. It's really a great uh, great operation. Really reasonably priced, and they can set you up. And you can just go into Nutrition HQ and say, hey, this is what I need to, I, you know, I'm low energy here. I don't have this. I don't feel this. And they could uh, adjust whatever it needs to adjust for you. If you sometimes you want to build more muscle or sometimes you want to just uh, become leaner or sometimes you just need more energy. Sometimes you need to pre-workout. Sometimes you want to eat better. Well, they have all kinds of great different foods for you that are high-protein meals and that are no artificial ingredients and super healthy for you. And they'll get you into uh, they'll get you into that. Help you out with that. They've got these uh, protein. These these are no carbohydrate burritos and proteins uh, and, and pizzas, for instance. So so the the crust is all chicken. It's not even it's not even carb. It's really good chicken crust. And the burritos are wrapped in chicken. It's fantastic. Carl Lund, welcome to the show, buddy. Thank you, man. Congratulations on your elevation there at the USO. Carl does some great work with the uh, USO. Really proud to work alongside him on the board there. But uh, Carl just uh, was elevated into the higher reaches of the USO. So congratulations. They do some great work at the USO. It's one of the things I'm going to miss 
now that I'm not on flip phone radio anymore, but it was the one good thing about that is one of the traditions we had was being able to uh, go out there for Exodus. And that was when we'd watch all the soldiers uh, moving to and fro from Fort Leonard Wood going home and everything else. And Exodus was a really great way to kind of bring in Christmas. And uh going to miss that this year. But other than that, got uh, Radio Free Element 2.0 starting at the, in the new year. And uh, it won't be too much of a problem anymore. And we'll uh, we'll give Flip Phone Radio a run for its money there. That is for sure. Flip Phone Conservacrat Radio. And we'll give them a little run here. We'll have a little bit of fun there. So, told you about Matthew. Telling you about Nutrition HQ. I want to tell you about Santino Cigars and Cocktails. Hopefully you guys got down there over the weekend. I got to hit the place soon. We never did actually get to our November. I mean, November just kind of got away. We had the midterms, and then we had Thanksgiving, and it's like we didn't get around to the uh, to the to the whole happy hour thing. So I think what we're going to probably wind up doing because we've got some big rollouts coming in January with the with RFA two of two So we might have that occasion to have a big gigantic kind of uh listener party and and uh for everybody so we'll we'll do that december is going to be fine it's going to be it's going to be another kind of crazy month so we uh are going to um work on something in in that sense too so we'll uh work on that but you guys also have to know about santino cigars and cocktails get down there they have your bottle if you're looking for that uh Rare bourbon, you can't find whatever whatever got whatever came in that bourbon. That whiskey you had that one time. He's got your bottle down there. Santino's in the gang. And also will give you a free cigar when you mention my name, when you mention Radio Free Almond. And uh They've got some. They've got like eighty-four different craft beers. I think all kinds of great beers. If you're into into the kind of the uh, holiday type of brew, I've got that down there for you, and uh, love it. Yeah, you're right, Lisa. I could get Rocky on still for the for the interview. I, you know, I love talking to Rocky. Rocky Sickman. He works for AB. Just a great guy. And uh, Lisa, I remember actually interviewing him at one of the. Uh, I, I'm really looking forward to uh, maybe uh, just kind of covering that, at least in that sense. But Rocky was a great guy. One of my favorite interviews I've ever done at, at USO. So today, the uh, today is supposedly Cyber Monday. Santino, Santino Cigars and Cocktails, by the way, is there on uh, Vogel Road in Arnold. But uh, today is Cyber Monday, and, and I, I don't really – I don't trust Cyber Monday for a number of reasons. The one good thing about Cyber Monday is you're unlikely to get trampled, and nobody's going to push you over or grab the Cabbage Patch doll from your arms. 
well, beating you senseless. Much like we saw on Black Friday, which is also ridiculous. Because here's the thing. First, it's Black Friday. The Black Friday sales, there might be sales, but but you realize the cover of darkness that these guys can operate on when they just simply say, this is the day you're going to save. Because, because automatically you start to believe that's the day you're going to save. So all the people know that you believe that's the day you're going to save. It's like, oh, we know. Uh, we're going to save this day. And, and, and actually, it would, it would allow a company to say, well, we don't have to give them any savings. We can pretend there's savings. We can t- pretend there's a deal because they believe actually everything they're doing is a deal. So if they're believing everything they're doing is a deal on this day, why should we give them a deal? Now, again, I'm, 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 most companies are trustworthy. I'm not saying that, that, that everybody's out to kind of screw you. But, but it stands to reason that, you know, Black Friday sales, to me, uh, I, I think you could, get a, you could get a better deal on Wednesday of this week, I would think. I, hell, I was in um, I was in CVS when I bought these lights too. I, I had to get my nasal spray, which doesn't work, and then I, I bought these lights, and they were already having sales on these lights. And that was, you know, Sunday. It was in Black Friday, so to me, uh, you know, I, I'm just you know, I, I'm, I'm just thinking Cyber Monday's not much different. Yeah, Vicky. People were fighting over toilet paper twenty percent. It's like, come on, and and and, and you know what? The toilet paper probably really wasn't even twenty percent off. They just kind of said it was. Oh yeah, it's twenty percent off uh, toilet paper. It's like you mean you mean twenty percent off the price you just jacked up before Black Friday? That one. It's the same way with it's the same way in my opinion with Cyber Monday. It's like you're you're out there and you're targeting these guys. And I, I noticed Fox and Friends on the way in. I was listening to them and they were uh, they were doing. And here's what you can get at Target. And here's what you can do on this. It's like well, it's Cyber Monday, so so these companies are all more like, well, hell, everybody thinks because it's Cyber Monday they're getting a good deal. Why should we give them a good deal? Cyber Monday is already tricking them into thinking they're getting a good deal. So why actually give them a great deal on Cyber Monday? Cyber Monday, everything's a great deal. Okay, fine. I'll go ahead and spend all my money here then. Yeah, you go ahead and do that. It's like, you know, I, I think it's a uh, it's a racket. You see, uh, the Supreme Court justices are going to take up Apple's effort to bury a lawsuit seeking damages from the company for uh, monopolizing the market for iPhone software applications and forcing consumers to overpay. Yeah, they're going to decide that today, maybe. They're just going to hear the arguments today. I don't know if they're going to decide it, though, necessarily. So the uh, uh, justices are going to hear arguments in their appeal of a previous decision 
uh, that was allowing the revival of this class action lawsuit by a group of iPhone users. And uh, the lawsuit accused Apple of basically violating antitrust laws by requiring apps to be sold through the company's app store and then taking 30% commission from the purchases. I don't really, I don't know whether that's really, that, that seems to me to be uh, uh, I don't know, good business. I mean, you, you know, if, if you don't want the iPhone and you don't want the apps, then don't buy the iPhone and don't buy the apps. I don't know. It, it seems to me that 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 if if uh, if it's your platform, it's like it's like Facebook, for instance. You know, uh, I use Facebook for free, and Facebook doesn't owe me anything, really. Like they they, they can do whatever they want with me, uh, and 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 they don't owe me anything. It's their platform. I mean, I'm using it. I'm glad I'm using it. But look at me. Look at this, this setup here. Look what I have going on. Look at what I have on my table here. It's like an infirmary. But this is this isn't a box of medicine. This is a bo- box from the uh, from the um, from the lights. We'll put that down there just in case. I want people to think it's a box of medicine. I don't need medicine. I'm Superman. And this is something I was spitting in earlier. I'll throw that away. And then uh, I had toilet paper up here that Matt brought me to blow my nose in, which is working actually very well. And they had my water and everything. I feel like I have like my little stupid little sick table here. Might as well like I'm. I'm you think I should just have a bed right here and do the show from my bed? It's just disaster. Crazy. Anyway, I don't know. Maybe there's something wrong with this. Maybe you guys can tell me. But so, so they uh, required the apps to be sold through the company's app store, and then took thirty percent commission from the purchases. So the so the the case basically is going to depend on how the judges apply one of their past decisions to the claims against Apple. So it was a 1977 ruling. Uh, limiting damages for anti-competitive conduct to those directly overcharged rather than indirect victims who paid an overcharge pass on by others. So they filed this suit in 2011, and it said uh, Apple has a monopoly leading to inflated prices compared to if apps were available from other stores or sources. Um. The developers set the price of the apps. Apple collects the payments from iPhone users, keep a 30% commission on each purchase. And so uh, the question is whether, okay, so they so the app guys know, and this is a little bit into the weeds, but uh, the, the, the Apple gets the payments. They keep a 30% commission. So the question is, do the app developers then knowing they have to pay the 30% commission, charge you more for the app than, than you need to pay because they're needing to cover for the 30% commission. Well, of course. 
what you you you'd be an idiot to have an app that you sell, knowing you're going to pay a thirty percent commission and not try to account for it. I mean, it's like when companies, you know, and and certainly companies do make certain uh, adjustments. Like I'll I'll explain this in a way of, uh, um, you you know why things like regulation. Uh, and and Obamacare and other things drive up the prices of goods and services. And, and part of that is because, well, when a company has to do extra paperwork or do extra this or extra that, it adds to the cost of the operation. That's just a simple kind of capitalist reality is that if a company is doing work for you, and they now have been tasked with having to do work that is costing them 1500 to $2,000 more, they're going to, yeah, maybe eat some of it, but they're not going to eat all of it. They're going to transfer a lot of that onto you. It's just, it's, just what, it's just how you do business. Like, like for instance, when I have, uh, when RFA 2.0 starts and we have some other shows on, they're going to have advertising, and uh, I'm going to take a portion of that advertising. Because they're using Radio Free Almond, and I've got to pay rent, and I've got to pay for equipment and everything else, and labor, and I'm going to take money out of what they're making to, to make that happen. This seems to me to be a very simple thing. Uh, and, and, and some are... Uh, some are more egregious than others, obviously. There's a thing called gouging, which, you know, is not something you really should support or want to do. It's called gouging, and that's not good. But t- like taking advantage of the situation. But, uh, but, but to me, I don't, know what, I don't know whether what Apple's doing is necessarily a um, – is, is, uh, is, you know, is uh, going to – I don't, I don't know whether they're really going to take a big hit, uh, a hit on this one. Tell you one thing um, that that right now, uh, the president. By the way, people are taking a hit. How about the hit they're taking from the uh, from the tear gas canisters right now? Because here's the deal: you try to go across the border and and, and try to. Uh, try to slime your way into uh into the border you're going to uh you're going to you're going to you're going to get uh blasted because or you know not shot with with the canisters not shot with bullets but you're going to be prevented from coming across the border president trump has now said you know what mexico they're on your side of the border you better stop what's going on or I'm going to close the border altogether. That's just that's just what's going to happen here, and and we're going to close it altogether, and uh, and and we're going to take care of business that way. So the president's doing a good job on the border right now, and and uh, doing what he needs to do, and doing that for for us. And I'm glad to see it. I don't want to see anybody hurt, but uh, the president now has said we are going to. Um, we are going to close this border permanently if you don't do anything to stop these individuals. We're going to close it permanently. So good for him. 
before I get to trolling Al Sharpton, which is usually a lot of fun, I want to let you know that China has now, and this is a headline you're going to see, there's a, uh, China has now claimed that um, they now have the world's first genetically edited baby. Twin girls born this month whose DNA was altered with a tool that this Chinese researcher claims is capable of uh, adjusting the blueprint of life. Of course, you all know that the whole uh, gene mapping and all that kind of stuff and, and, and the, uh, the, the, you know, when, when you can, if, if you, if you can identify, for instance, a cancer gene, or if you can identify a uh, blue-eyed gene, I, I, don't, I don't know. Whatever, whatever it is, you know, there was a, always a fear that the more research you did on this kind of stuff, you, um, you, you, it turns into manipulation. So, you, like for instance, in the U.S., you you can't they they, they ban the so-called gene editing. But there was a U.S. scientist apparently involved in uh, in helping this research in China, and 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 really, what it is is it's it's uh, yeah, really, Emily. Really, what this is is it's it's human experimentation, and and, and uh, they they basically altered the embryos for seven couples during fertility treatments. Uh, the goal was not to cure, prevent an inherited disease, according to this reacher, but to try to put a trait into the embryos that few people normally don't have, which is, for instance, the uh, ability to resist future infection, which HIV with HIV. So they're, they're just, they're just kind of practicing here. And, uh, no one's really, no one really is, is independently confirming this person's claim that he did this, but, uh, and, 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 uh, no, no, like journal of medicine or whatever has, uh, has published anything about this yet. So, It, it it is this is just kind of a, a toe in the water, so to speak, in in terms of what you can possibly do. I mean, you can you can uh, you know is is there a gene that makes somebody uh, that that makes somebody smart in math? Is a gene that makes somebody better at basketball? Is there a gene that makes somebody more handsome? Or I, 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 I don't know, but but boy, you can imagine the kind of recklessness. You know, technology is always great, and and you know, and advances are great, but when in the right hands, you know, that power is in the right hands, and so, uh, you know, that that's that's the power that uh, that's that's the power of discernment, uh, morality, and. Uh, and 
common sense that, that, that God hopefully has given us, but uh, that can't always be depended on. Sorry to end a sentence in a preposition, but I didn't. Right there. Period. See how that works? All right, you want some you want some sharpened sharpened porn? <laughs> yeah. Hold down. Hold on, hold on. I'm gonna grab this up here, huh? I like I like it when I can put the Foo Fighters behind me the whole time. Kind of cool. All right, so if you're looking at MSNBC, uh, you know, it has, you know, finally Sharpen used to have a show on a regular basis on MSNBC, but they finally said, dude, um, we, you, you, you have no ratings and you're, you're kind of a buffoon, but you're our buffoon. So we're going to have you, uh, we're going to have you go ahead and, and, and do this, uh, do this show on the weekend called Politics Nation. Welcome to po- welcome to Politics Nation. It's like, oh Lord, here comes Al Sharpton on Saturday. Welcome to Politics Nation. Now there were uh, there were Thanksgiving remarks, and they were the president's response to a reporter's question about Thanksgiving. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and so, uh, does it matter, you know, what the president did or said he was going to get trolled for his Thanksgiving comments and people are going to ride his ass about something, you know, and then someone did ask, uh, you know, what what the president's most thankful for and everything else. Um, uh, he 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 Sharpton does his presentation where um, he says he really doesn't want to misquote President Trump, but then he misquotes him. Let me just, I'm going to grab the Foo Fighters off of here for a second and get them out of here. Sorry, Foos. See you in a little bit. Because I got some, I got, I got, I'm going to go from the, from the Foos to the Fool. For, to the other Foo. Al Sharpton. He's a damn Foo. He's a damn Foo fighter. So he's on, uh, here he is in Politics Nation. Politricking Nation is what this is. The president said he was thankful for military personnel and America's first responders. But here's what his first thought was when a reporter asked him the question. Listen. What are you most thankful for, Mr. President? For having a great family and for having... The question was, what are you most thankful for, Mr. President? Listen. What are you most thankful for, Mr. President? For having a great family and for having uh, made it tremendous. By the way, can I just go back to that question, though, that was asked just for a second here before I give it to Sharpton. That, that que- I don't know whether it's, it, is, is, it, is it my 
attitude or is it a uh, is am, am I projecting or but did I sense that this reporter when he asked what are you most thankful for Mr. President he didn't seem to be very like like nice about it it's it, it's it's it, it seemed kind of like so what are you most thankful for Mr. President that kind of thing that, or was it my imagination am I getting too too uptight about that it's like can't reporters even even on a on a on Thanksgiving uh, just just kind of like be remotely nice for having a listen what are you most thankful for for having a great family and for having uh, made a tremendous difference in this country I've made a tremendous difference in the country. This country is so much stronger now than it was when I took office that you wouldn't believe it. And, I mean, you see it, but so much stronger that people can't even believe it. Paul, I, I, I didn't want to quote him. I wanted people to see I wasn't making it up. He's <laughs> most up. thankful about what he's done. I mean, I... I, I, I don't know. I just heard the question was asked. I, I heard his answer, what right? His first thought was... When America's first responders. But here's what his first thought was when a reporter asked him the question. You mean asked him a question? But I'll tell you what, watching watching Sharpton kind of uh, try to wander through this jungle known as the teleprompter is actually entertaining in itself because uh, (laughs) these words are so mystifying to him as he's reading, he just he can't kind of keep up with his teleprompter, and 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 it's as if he's just kind of like you know playing word jumble here. But anyway, now keep in mind, the president was asked a question: "What are you most thankful for?" Okay, just saying, what are you most thankful for? Listen, what are you most thankful for, Mr. President, for having a great family? And for having uh, made a tremendous difference in this country. I've made a tremendous difference in the country. All right. So he ha- was thankful for two things, right? Uh, but so much stronger. Than- I, I, I mean, Paul, I, I, I didn't want to quote him. I wanted people <laughs> to see I wasn't making it up. He's <laughs> most thankful about what he's done. I mean, I, I. So so Al Sharpton wanted us to see it in all of its glory so that he wasn't accused of misquoting the president at all, but then he misquotes the president. Uh, Now, I'm not being nitpicky here. I mean, the president clearly said he was thankful for two things, his family and for the progress that he's made in in this country. I'm not quite sure. I'm I'm trying to figure out, like, what could possibly be wrong with that? And, And you could critique whatever he said there, but don't claim you're trying to be transparent and 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 uh show him every show every single word uh when you actually aren't i wanted to show you the entire quote so that i was not accused of misquoting him but you just heard what he just said and he just said that he was thankful for what he'd done i'm like no he said he was thankful for his family and for the progress he's made yes but it's like, don't like get up there and claim 
that that's what you did. And then and I claim you're not wanting to misquote him, and then like misquote him. What else did they say after this, though? I mean, this you don't even have to uh, repeat it to understand that this man, narcissism is probably too polite a term. <laughs> Dumbass is probably too polite a term for, for Al Sharpton. But, but anyway, these guys are, are trolling this guy in, in, in unbelievable fashion. But, even, but if you are going to troll him and you are going to nitpick, then just admit you're nitpicking and, and don't claim you're trying to be more careful and, and, and not, uh, and, and not uh, misquote him and then proceed to, uh, uh, then proceed to, to completely misquote him. But, boy, over the weekend, they were all going crazy in all the news shows. First, you had Kasich out there. I want to be the leader of the free world, so if you could just go offline with me, George Stephanopoulos, and give me some tips, I'm sure I could probably pull that one off and be the leader of the free world, if you don't mind. Give me a piece of pizza. Watch me cram this pizza into my mouth. Can you imagine two more years of that? John Kasich? So we had the other uh, other uh, situation. This is on the uh, Joy Reid show, and 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 these folks were all kind of uh, claiming somehow that if that 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 uh, a ticket like Oprah and 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 and, and the and uh, Obama, like Michelle Obama, would never win only because people are just simply racist. Only because people just in no way, shape, or form could tolerate a ticket like that. So that was the other thing you were getting over there on MSNBC. And then, and then we had also the, uh, the specter in Europe. And, and, you, and all, you heard, uh, you, all of you heard uh, Hillary and, and what she was saying regarding, uh, regarding the, the migrant. That was being uh, attacked today by none other than, than Mark Kaysen. But the reality is, I, I told Casis, you're just you're just you're you're actually just um, cr- criticizing her to help her out because because really in the end this was not uh, in any way shape or form uh, a uh, a real thing. Hillary was just simply saying that to uh, to uh, to kind of like pretend she's more middle of the road about migrants. And she actually has been in the past pretty hard on the issue regarding immigration. But, but in the end, uh, really, uh, she, she's just trying to be more centrist. She's, tr- she's trying to act like she's uh, different than she was. And so that's really what we're getting from, from, from old, uh, old girl Hillary. But I still wonder in the end, how this is all going to work out uh, with with the folks over at um, uh, with George Stephanopoulos and, and and trying to promote this idea that somehow the president's going to be in some way, shape, or form the president's going to be uh, uh, primaried by the likes of of uh, John Kasich and the rest of the game because um, I I just don't I don't I don't see it taken off and and I I know that that. Kasich believes in some way, shape, or form that he is a uh, that this the second coming, but he's la- he he actually has latched on to this idea 
that in some way, shape, or form, uh, the 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 country is ready for change because uh, the the mood of the country has changed. But keep in mind, the mood of the country has changed because President Trump helped it change. The mood of the country has changed because President Trump was the one who shepherded all that in. And, 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 and made the moves that he did. That's why the mood of the country has changed. We know right now what's happening at the border. It's going to be probably confused with the president being, of course, xenophobic and, and everything else. But the reality is that the president is doing the right thing when it comes to the border. And check this out. I'm just getting news over my phone right now. And, and that's why I'm a little bit uh, choppy here because I'm I'm tr- I was trying to get this uh, get this downloaded, but this is the this is the uh, the thing from Mexico where uh, the Mexican government now has decided they're going to go ahead and and do the deportations uh, by themselves. They're going to go ahead and and take care of business and and and, uh, and help us out by by turning out these. Uh, uh, these folks and 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 getting them uh, and getting them out on their own. So uh, Mexico apparently is heeding the president's uh, the president's call and and deciding they're going to go ahead and deport these people and, and get rid of them. Meanwhile, we're going to continue to tear gas the people who come over the uh, come over the thing, and we're going to we're and we're going to continue to fight these guys and battle these guys the way they ought to be battled. And, and right now. With with these people marching right towards the the, the the thing, what they're doing is they're some of them are supposedly being uh, in some way, shape, or form uh, peaceful, and, and 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 some of them seemingly are just kind of like wanting to get asylum, wanting to do this. But the meanwhile, the people who are who are there are are are, are uh, trying to squeeze in past them. So, so what you're doing is you're getting these people who are, who are uh, having to have tear gas fired at them because they're 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 not cooperating, and and this apparently is being portrayed as 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 the president's war on on migrants, but the reality is these folks are slipping in and slipping past the people who are standing there, I guess, begging for some form of asylum. Now, um, keep in mind, uh, there's, there's a picture you're seeing, and this is, this is uh, one that you're going to um, uh, – that's interesting. There's a, there's a picture taken by Reuters. And, and now keep in mind, uh, Reuters is, 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 is in some ways not to be trusted – uh, but but if you look at all the pictures that you're seeing from Reuters, at least some of them, but the most prominent pictures you're seeing are pictures of, and I'm I'm, I'm looking I'm looking at them right now. You're seeing the pictures uh, too of of a um, woman with her two children. And 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 they are, and, and keep in mind, the uh, the woman with her two children is featured in none other than three different pictures that are taken from different angles. 
So, you, so, so now again, I, I'm not denying that there is a woman with her two children who is, who is running away as a tear gas canister is, uh, is blowing. I, there's, there's no question that's, that's, that's a photo and that's a, and that's a real picture. But the reality is, what does it represent? Well, it represents the fact that there are people who are uh, crossing the border fences around her. And, and actually, they're the ones who are jeopardizing her, not the people who are blowing the tear gas canisters. Not our National Guardsmen or our border agents who are utilizing the tear gas. They're, they're not the ones responsible for this picture that we're seeing. They're, they're, they're not the ones responsible for this. The people who are responsible for it are the individuals, the young people, and, 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 and there is a picture, to Reuters' credit, of, of a person with a, uh, with, a, with a hat on and a... Uh, and a scarf over his face. It, basically, it looks like another one of these idiots from Ferguson, basically. They're, they're no different. They're just a bunch of, they're, they're like an Antifa mob. It's, they're just, they just are uh, from another country. But they've got their faces covered and everything else. And, and, and while this woman and her children are presumably waiting there because this is what's happening is they, they all amassed at the border, right? And, and then they were, they were supposedly waiting for asylum uh, to, 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 to talk to somebody about uh, um, getting asylum or doing whatever. And so this woman is with her uh, kids waiting for that. Then what should suddenly happen but a uh, but a bunch of these guys with their faces covered and their handkerchiefs on their faces, 25-year-old guys with their soccer jerseys on, all decide they're going to make a run for the border. So what happens? Well, uh, ultimately what happens is they fire the tear gas canisters and they, they uh, make a run for the border. The tear gas canisters go flying. And who's caught in the crossfire of the tear gas canisters and the people trying to push to the border? Well, it's this woman, for instance, and her two kids. But the way, the way it's being conveyed uh, through these photographs, and, and keep in mind, these images, uh, especially Reuters, I've, I've seen, we've seen situations where, where Reuters will, uh, will um, they like it's mainly over the Middle East, where they where they like to put like uh, dowels and place them in rubble, like a dust like a dusty dowel, or sometimes the dowels aren't even dusty, so you can tell they're they're like, wait a minute, is that was that dowel somehow in the middle of all this was of an explosion? Because if it was, the dowel looks really good for being in the middle of an explosion. But instead what happens is uh, it's really just placed there by the photographer to make it look a certain way. 
Now, I'm not saying that this is not a real this is not a real picture. It's a woman and two kids. But keep in mind the uh, the Reuters people got like really milked this woman and her two kids because you have one picture of the woman and her two, two kids, and then you have the um, another picture, okay, of the same woman with uh, with her kid with a with a uh, wiffle ball in his or her hand. And the kid is crying, and of course it's it's sad to see this, but who's to blame for this? When we when we saw the separations of families down at the border, remember that, uh, or or the or the picture under President Obama um, when we saw the when we saw that. Do you remember uh, how this all began? Well, it began with people committing an illegal act. And, and they're even illegal in Mexico. So who's the one who is most responsible for putting children in jeopardy? Is it the country trying to keep them out? Or would it be the people who are breaking the law and putting their children at risk? By, by by being among a group of individuals who are blowing through the blowing through the the uh, the border, hopping over fences and and doing whatever, uh, who who is it that really is the, the, the in the wrong here? And and, and the president basically said uh, in in his. Uh, in his tweet this morning, just about 20 after 6, he said Mexico should move the flag-waving migrants, many of whom are stone-cold criminals, back to their countries. Do it by plane, do it by bus, do it any way you want, but they are not coming into the USA. We will close the border permanently if need be. Congress fund the wall. So the president is standing very firm on this, and Mexico apparently understands because the latest word is that Mexico is now uh, is now moving these people out and and, and is actually actually uh, deporting. Uh, so far, uh, the, my count is um, five hundred migrants who rushed the border. The people who were actually arrested right there and and pushed back. Because you can see there, these guys are all tearing this. It's like this tin wall down, and they are uh, they're they're now uh, and they're being arrested. And and uh, it's it's uh, it's Mexico now who's responsible for uh, taking care of them. And I'm I'm, I'm glad they're uh, I'm glad they're uh, they're doing this. That picture of the woman or two kids, by the way, has been making the rounds, uh, and and one of them is through uh, NBC News. NBC took the Reuters photograph, put it out on uh, Twitter late yesterday, and it said, um, it said, a migrant family, part of a caravan of thousands traveling from Central America and route to the United States, runs away from tear gas in front of the U.S.-Mexico border wall in Tijuana, Mexico. 
and and so what happened is then then a uh, Princeton professor decides that he's going to retweet the NBC tweet and say that this is a completely manufactured crisis driven driven by the racism of the president of the United States. It enrages me. And, and I will tell you, the manufactured crisis is being manufactured by the people who, uh, who are creating this conflict. This is a conflict that is the direct rec- uh, creation of the caravan, not the president. So how this can be determined to be some kind of uh, fault of the president... When you're blasting through the border. And actually, the good news is I'm watching video right now of these guys running away from the border. And they're running away from the border because of, of the tear gas. And so the tear gas is working. And, you know, keep in mind, for the most part, if you, if you look at this, if you, if, if you look at what's going on here, this is the responsibility of the thugs who are breaking the law. The only people to blame for a, uh, the tear gas harming anybody for that matter or or making families flee the only people to blame are the people who are pushing towards the border i'm watching video of people of these guys throwing rocks at the wall throwing rocks at the people and it's funny how every single news outlet, it seems, when they headline the pictures of the people who are uh, who are in the pictures and the and the and the and the so-called migrants, they always say that the migrants are running from tear gas, which actually is an accurate uh, accurate portrayal of what they are doing. But keep in mind, it leaves out a thing a thing or two about why they are running away from tear gas. And it's, and it's not because tear gas is bad, which, of course, it is. It's because somebody in their group decided they were going to rush the wall. They're, they're, they were going to rush the border and try to get in, regardless of whether or not they were not allowed to get in. And, and, and that's why they are shooting tear gas at, at, at these individuals. But they don't talk about that when they talk about what's happening there. So all we're seeing basically is – it's interesting. We're seeing the other side of the wall, which is kind of odd considering that most of these news organizations are American news organizations. Why are we only seeing the point of view of the migrants? And and seemingly never and, and and clearly, uh, you know that that would it would be acceptable and allowed if these individuals were on the other side of the border. I'm talking about the U.S. side of the border, where they're able to actually take pictures of people 
and the rocks coming over the fence and the people coming over the fence and tearing the fence down. Now, obviously, there are some pictures of that coming from the from the point of view of of the people within the caravan. But we're not seeing the the invasion aspect of the video. We're not seeing the invasion part of uh, of of this border push. We're not seeing that part of it. We're only seeing the pictures of people running away from tear gas. So in other words, we're seeing half of the story. As presented by the news media, we're seeing half of the story. We're not seeing the whole story. We're only seeing the story of the running away. We're not seeing the story of the pushing towards the border. And 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 my prediction is, oh, and and by the way, um, they they that this one fam- and again, it's the same family over and over again. By now, maybe you have seen the picture of the girl with the wiffle ball. I, I don't maybe you have it, but that family and 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 the woman, her mom is wearing like a frozen T-shirt with the with the Anna and Elsa on it. And, and and so we're seeing that, and of course it's a, it's a disturbing picture, and, and 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 it's taken from about five different angles, by the way, just so all the news organizations have their choice of which angle they're going to use, but they're going to only use this particular family. You're not seeing a lot of the pictures of the scarf wearing, face covered, twenty five year olds in their soccer jerseys. Uh, tearing down the wall and pushing through. And actually, they're the ones who are endangering these poor little children that we're seeing running and crying. And by the way, we're not seeing many of them. It looks like Reuters found uh, the one family with little kids and, and focused only on that particular family. I'm not saying that means that the uh, that that these families don't exist or that that family doesn't exist. What I'm saying is it's, it's in, it's, it's the choice of how you cover this thing and the choice of how you portray this. That's going to make all the difference in the world, which is why I go back to the original, almost the theme of the show for, for that matter is looking at uh, this Mueller report, how that is going to be ultimately uh, portrayed. And then, and, 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 and seeing that it's all going to be, in how the how the news media and how the president's detractors, which basically would be the news media and other politicians, how they continue to uh, to 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 represent it, and they'll represent the Mueller report as scandalous and terrible and horrible, uh, no matter what. It doesn't matter what's going to be. There's not going to be an indictment of the president. Uh, the president's not going to jail. The president's not going to be impeached. There's, there, there will be no impeachable offenses in this in this Mueller report. I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure of that, but I'm just telling you, uh, that's my opinion about it. Yeah, I mean, if if Mueller had something, he would have he would have uh, revealed it already. It would have been it, they would have been unable to keep the lid on anything of the sort if it were if it, if it were criminal in nature and involved the president. They wouldn't be able to keep this silent, and they wouldn't keep it silent. I mean, because after all, do you think Bob Mueller really wants to uh, to to uh, go through week after week after week of being criticized by the president and, and and being hurt by the president week after week after week? And you you don't think Mueller, if he had something, he wouldn't say, 
Oh, yeah. You know what? Take that, Mr. President. Here, I got this. You, you, come on. These, these people, we already have proven that the people in the FBI, many of them, have, have notoriously leaked stuff to hurt the president. You don't think it would have been leaked by now if there was something bad, really that bad going on? Or, or that there wouldn't be something by now? They don't have anything. And so what this report is going to be, as I told you, is just going to be a bunch of uh, circus clowns who are uh, working against the president's interests and are going to be exposed. Uh, and, and those of us who have supported President Trump, we're going to yawn and say, anything else you guys have? Because I'm going back to reading uh, the Wall Street Journal's report on increasing wages and increasing jobs and higher unemploy- uh, lower unemployment rates among blacks. And I'm, I'm going to start reading about companies uh, opening their doors and expanding, and I'll read more about that. But you guys, in the meantime, you guys go ahead and knock yourself out. Bring me more about, you know – Low life's like Paul Manafort. Let me you, you keep keep tabs on him. I'll keep tabs on the progress that's being made and the president's progress that's being made. So much like it is with the border stuff, much like it will be with the with the Mueller thing, much like it was with the woman who talked about public hangings who suddenly turned into lynchings. It's all about the the messenger. It's all about what the media decides they're gonna tell you. And I think we've accepted that. As Trump supporters and as and as common sense people, we've accepted that's going to be how it all rolls, and we just have to resist it and move forward and and keep going to the polls because that's how that's how life is going to uh, continue and and change and continue to change, for that matter. Thank you to Discovery Design Truck Care and Manufacturing. Thanks for. All you've done for the show, guys. Thanks a ton. Thank you to Michael Proctor. Proctor spelled like Dr. ProctorDrapery.com. People, there's a great way for you to spruce up. Your homes with a beautiful window treatment courtesy of Michael Proctor. Window fashion, we call this. Celebrating 45 years in the window treatment business. That's Michael Proctor. Seven days a week. ProctorDrapery.com. Proctor spelled like doctor. Don't forget to go also to Matthew Mitchell. Brandy said she saved 400 bucks on her homeowner's insurance. It's pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Life, auto, home, low premiums, low deductibles, all at the same time. That's what you're going to get with my buddy Matthew Mitchell, the Matthew Mitchell Allstate Agency. 855-QUOTE-ME. Nutrition HQ and HQ.rocks. Get you healthy, fit, ready to rock. Love of these guys. Jenna and Ricky, he's a veteran, Air Force veteran. Great place. Right there in Rock Hill, Manchester and McKnight. 
Golden Oak Lending, 314-567-GOLD. Golden Oak Lending, 314-567-GOLD. Two months, no payments. No home payments. Speech you're talking February of 2019. If you go ahead and get a refi with them, and you get a free appraisal with your mortgage checkup when you mention Radio Free Almond. So fantastic for those guys. All right, folks, we'll see you tomorrow. Have a great rest of your day. Don't forget RadioFreeAlmond.com, the Radio Free Almond hats and all those kinds of things would make great stocking stuffers, don't you think? Absolutely. RadioFreeAlman.com. Have a good one, my friends.